Halloween 3, okay. Season of the Witch. That is the bane of my existence. I went the whole movie as like a 10-year-old or something like that, waiting for Michael Myers, and he never shows up. And all I got was these stupid fucking Halloween masks and eight kids alive. Like, where the fuck is Michael Myers? I was so pissed and so disappointed as a kid that from that moment on, that movie became like the top of my list of like just the shit I would never acknowledge. You can see this runs deep. In the 80s when Freddy and Jason and Freddy Chucky, always comes where back, that was yeah. like the cream of the crop, the, the peak of horror in the 80s, to get rid of like your, your iconic franchise slasher was just, it blew my mind. And this was his favorite one. It's kind of like a big it's fuck so, to the it's audience. So sh- I was right. traumatized as a kid when I saw that movie. I was just so enraged like my this, my childhood anger that this movie how, had the audacity cost of Halloween 3 <laughs> and then had no Michael Myers in it just like forever just like blackened my soul to that movie uh, like I can't I can't forgive it I don't think uh, he's watched it since and nah, we've talked really. about doing it on the podcast but he is adamantly opposed to doing it yeah we're finally fucking doing it we watch halloween 3 season of the witch we watch it so you don't have to so you know what time it is Episodes. Here's to ya. Cha-ching. Oh, yeah, we can't really do that, but... Yeah. All right. Cheers. <laughs> uh, 200 here. Is, uh, so we're super excited about this. We This has been a long time coming. Um, really, I don't know. I I, didn't, I never thought we'd actually... I don't know. It's so cool that we made it this far and that we're still going. Uh, I'm just, it just brings a smile to my face. Uh, obviously, you guys, you moon goons are a big part of that. Help because of you guys. We keep it going. So thank you very much. Um but that, like I said, this week, uh, before we get into the movie, we did Halloween 3 Season of Witch. Uh, obviously, if you heard from our kind of lengthy introduction to this movie, uh, I have a long, checkered past with this movie, and I never really ever wanted to do it. But we figured if we're going to do it, it needed to be special. So 200th episode was the right time to for me to get around to doing this movie again. And, yeah, and, man. So uh, <laughs> happy 200. Happy 200 to you as happy well. Happy 200. Okay. So again, like Marshall said, thank you, everybody. And we are doing Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. Uh, Marshall's bane of existence. At least since he was a youngster. Yes. That's even in the... Actually, actually, that line is actually in the intro. Um, But before we get to Season of Witch, and we talk about there's a few things we want to announce first in in conjunction with our big 200th uh, episode, because we're kind of making this a big celebration, not just today, but next week as well. Yeah, we would do this normally, uh, just take the whole day and just have a whole bunch of people over, make it a big party, but with the, you know, the COVID, the lockdown, yeah. uh, we're just spreading it out over two weekends just so we can schedule people and make it a little easier. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer, but hey, we're not going to let that fucking rain in our parade. No, no. So next week we'll be at, we'll ha- we're going to have a bunch of guests on via uh, remotely via Zoom and we're, you know, all the all of our 
regular guests we've had on over the years. They'll be back for a kind of a, a sit down chat and retrospective, and we're just gonna have some fun talking about the past 200 episodes. But for now, uh, also next week we will announce this, but we are gonna be doing a giveaway, which we will announce the winner of next on next week's episode. Um, we're gonna be giving away four or five movies. Um, and, uh, I think Aaron's going to kind of take the lead on, on, on that. So, yeah. Um, so I'm going to be posting on Instagram and Facebook and the movies I have that I'm giving away. Uh, I have, okay. So I'm going to read it off now. A muck train stabbed in the face, Santa Claus, <laughs> um, pool party massacre and knuckle bones. So there's some good ones and there's some schlock in there yeah, too. You actually get it. I technically muck train is going to be considered bad, but it's one of our favorites. Oh, actually, yeah. That's a great giveaway. Except for like, Mrs. Claus is probably the worst of the bunch <laughs> in there for sure. And you get one of our favorites of all time. One of our all time favorites in knuckle bones. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Santa Claus, not Debbie Rashawn's finest moment, no, but, uh, you know, we still love her. Not. We still love her. Um, so look for it. I think, you know, uh, the rules are going to be something about, I'm not sure exactly, it'll be like a, uh, you know. Tag a friend. Tag a friend you, repost. You know how those fucking things work. Hashtag HHP200 or something yeah, like that. We'll um, figure it out, but yeah, I'll, I'll be posting that today. All right, so in other news, we, uh, also this last week, we crowned, we finally closed out our Horrible Horror March Movie Madness Tournament of Awfulness for this year. A little delayed, but we finally got around to uh, doing it. We crowned our winner. The Moogoons and voters have spoken in a unanimous ass-whooping for the century. I can't believe it was unanimous. Unani- I don't think we've ever had a unanimous on a, on a, on a championship. On a championship. On a final. This, blow my, this blew, blew my mind. Blew me away. Yeah. Blew me away. But in just a massacre, Lake Fear 3 wins the crown and is deemed worst of the worst of the last year, Mother making history fucker. as the only franchise, the only franchise to have two championship rounds. It didn't go back to back, but it, at Lake Fear two won two years ago, and Lake Fear three is winning this year. So God help us if we ever actually go go on to Lake Fear one. Are we getting a dynasty? We might be getting a dynasty. But I have to do Lake Fear one now just to see if it can if it can, we can get a dynasty going. Fucking here. patriots of horrible <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> The 90s bulls of horrible horror yeah, movies. Yeah, goddamn. Uh, in fact, honestly, Lake Fear is not from 90s. That's like a, that's a 2000, 2010 up franchise or something well, like that. I was saying, you know, the, the bulls, the 1990s oh, bulls. Oh, the bulls. The oh, 1990s I gotcha. bulls were gotcha. a franchise. Yes, yes. A dynasty, pardon dynasty. me. Dynasty, yeah. All right, I'm sorry. I was, I was not That's okay, man. It's episode 200. It's episode Fuck 200. It. Woo! All right, uh, and also... Because we announced our champion, the worst of the worst were also, there were four movies that we did last year that did not make the cut for the tournament because we deemed them too good. Yes. So what Movies were, that were too, you know, not worthy of the tournament because they were fun. They were we fun. We had a good time. They were good movies. Or they were voted, you know, we, or, we, they, we, they were unanimously chosen as so bad they're good. They weren't scared, you know, they, they got our seal of approval. Um, so there were four of those. And of those four, we ranked them from... Four to one is our, our, you know, four being, you know, the top, lowest, lowest yeah. but whatever. But still great. But. Still great. But so our top four movies of this last year, starting at number four is Bunny the Killer Thing. That I think it was fi- Finnish. Finnish or Norwegian, but I it's think a, it's, it's Finnish. A, it's a Findy. It's a Findy. That's right. Findy. Yes. Thanks, I forgot a about Findy that horror movie. Uh, this movie was insane. It's basically a crazy sexual, well, I, it's a crazy Finnish version of like Night is Something Strange. Very similar to that. And the fact it's overly sexualized. And just Rabbit man. Rabbit were man, rabbit. Were rabbit going around humping people with this giant were rabbit Fucking dick. people to death. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And there's also like a heist involved at the same time with like a pop star. 
Yeah, yeah there's a kidnapping. Yeah, yeah it's it's a really weird movie. But it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, moving it number three. This is where Aaron and I we had a little one and four unanimous. So Aaron and I went back and forth on two and three, but um, it's okay. I I uh, so number three we finally settled on Life Force. Uh, this movie is insane. Yes, it's it's crazy. It's I guess we kind of voted a little more down in three instead of two because Aaron made a point. It's a little more sci-fi than horror. It lends a lot more to sci-fi. I mean, these are alien beings, alien you know, vampires. Yes, by the way. they're found in space. Alien um, space vampire. But the end has this insane zombie apocalyptic yeah. scene, which I think is still some of the best. One of the best like zombie apocalypse scenes I've ever seen on yeah, film. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. so good. And Patrick Stewart, the blood feast or whatever is going Stewart on. Patrick Stewart is amazing. So he's, hard, he's very in it. But he has this one scene where he's just screaming like a madman, and it's awesome. Patrick Stewart can. And those titties. Yeah, the, the girl oh. who's naked the entire movie. Oh, my God. Then you have the naked blood chick in the helicopter, which is and the crazy Shed. it's just an amazing it's really a fun movie yeah check it out uh and then coming in number two we have prom night two hello mary lou Woo-hoo. um so two for two bam boom. boom uh this movie was just fun and we it came in number two uh because it was more horror-esque than sci-fi yeah i mean it's it's a definite horror movie yeah, definitely and horror. it's 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 a great trope of the prom queen getting killed and coming back and it's well done. Uh, yeah, the goody goody uptight blonde, you know, girl next door gets possessed by the slutty prom queen from the fifties and goes on a killing spree. And there's some great moments in there. Uh, one of our favorite kills was the locker room scene, which yeah. is for an eighty special effect looked really good. Yeah. Uh, and then at the time that the movie was made, it was a record because it had the long longest largest full body burn ever caught on film and at the time you get hot watching it yeah Man, it's, it's like, incredible it's really so, incredible michael ironside's in it yeah. i mean come on yeah. um so yeah it, it's pretty good it's worth watching we, we enjoy it and then number one coming in number one was a movie i never even heard of until i just stumbled upon it and decided to do it and it turned out it blew my mind in all the best ways but um intruder intruder from the 1980s uh about a killer in a supermarket in a, in a grocery store in a small town i'm like what well, that's ridiculous i've never seen that premise before but it turned out to be really good yeah bruce Danny, campbell bruce Cam- sam Ra- small, small small part yeah but, but sam raimi yeah. ted raimi i think uh 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 what well, i just lost what i was gonna say oh danny hicks mm-hmm. crushes it in his role in this movie danny hicks is so good and some just amazing some of the best gore special effect I've ever seen for a movie of its time the kills were so great really good really really yeah. good by far hands down the best movie we watched the one we're getting the, the yeah head. the yeah. saw through the head and like, by far the best movie we watched of this last year so there's our top four to go on along our, our so championship check them check those out guys you yes. know we, we we reviewed the worst of the worst in horror movies but we do come across some gems every now some and then. gems yes and last thing we're going to talk about before we get to the movie uh we have to, we are going to announce our 2020 Hall of Fame class into oh. our horrible horror Hall of Fame. Bum, bada, bum, 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 bum. So that's the official music. Yeah, that's the official one. Uh, so going into our actor actress wing is uh, probably a long time coming, but finally getting it in is Miss Brinky Stevens. Hey, uh, she's been in movies we've done a lot of movies. She's been on the show, we, including one of our giveaway movies, Mrs. Claus. Yes. No, no, I'm sorry. That's Santa Claus. She was in Mrs. Claus. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's she was right. in Mrs. Claus, not Our Santa Claus. Our bad, not Santa Claus. Yes, my bad. Sorority Girls in a Slime Ball, Bolarama, Death House, which was last year's championship winner, by the way. <laughs> um, Slumber Party Massacre, Night of Something Strange, 
And she was the voice of the mother on the telephone in Bloody Mary 3D as well. That's hilarious. She just does a telephone credit. Yeah, telephone credit. Uh, so, Miss Brinky Stevens, congratulations to your induction of the Hall of Fame. It's interesting we talk about a telephone credit. Yeah. Coming up. Bing, bing, bang, bang. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on into our director-producer category, we have Mr. Jim Wynorski. Mm. Uh, this guy has brought us three movies we've done on the show. Wynorski. Two of them... Uh, well, actually, all of them are pretty memorable for different reasons. But lean off, we have the main one, Chopping Mall, which is a classic movie. Uh, and then we, he also did Charkansaw Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> and he did 976 Evil 2. Oh, my God. That which is was a... Aaron's drunken fiasco of an episode. <laughs> if, if you haven't listened to that episode, if you want to hear Aaron get drunk and, like, try to dominate a podcast, <laughs> listen to that one. Not, and not show up how much he loves this movie. Like, we were all like, Aaron, shut up. <laughs> I made jello shots, and of course, I had like four of them before I got here. Yeah. And then I got here, and then I had like six more with, with some beers. And by halfway through the podcast, you can tell there's a definite switch. <laughs> there's a definite shift of gears. <laughs> and we had Doug on, we had Chris on, we had Sarah Sam. Yeah, was a big so one. We had a big one. And I'm like, blah, blah. it was like, dude. It's because it was um, <laughs> 125. When we did 976 Evil, the first one was kind of our, our first all star super show because yes. we had everybody on for yeah. that one. So we brought them all back for the sequel, and yeah. man, it was just chaos. Minorski, you made a monster out of me for that one. <laughs> and last in in our uh, distrib- in our production company slash distribution company wing, we have the Asylum. Now everybody's probably familiar with them because they they're famous for their just their shitty, crappy movies that they spit out many times. Like you know, doing those ripoffs, like instead of like Transformers, it'd be Transmorphers or yeah. something like that. You know, some of those crap. But they've done a lot of crappy. Shark movies. I think they're behind the Shark Sharknado series too. But for us on the show, we they uh, they're behind Zombies One and Two, which we just did last time. Yeah. And Halloween Night, the 2006 version, not to compare to Halloween Night 2009 <laughs> or Halloween Night from the 80s, which is also called Hack a Lantern. So those are the three movies of the assignment that we have, we have been unfortunate enough to stumble upon and be fall victim so to. congratulations asylum yeah you're awesomely bad you are awesomely bad yes. <laughs> your plaques are in the mail <laughs> so there's our 20 class of 2020 hall of fame uh i'm always excited to get that when we get around to that and, and inducting a new class yeah, before we start the movie I, okay. do, I do have one thing to plug one thing to plug yes i have one thing to plug my sister Rhiannon has this started doing a podcast. She started doing a podcast. Her and her friend Rebecca have started doing a podcast. Oh, I remember Rebecca. Uh, yeah, and it's called Same Old Story. Um, it's a podcast that they watch the original, uh, and then they watch the remake and say, you know, was it worth the remake? Was it good? Was it bad? How was it? You know, of course, it's not horror related. It's just different, just movies, different movies. But they just had their first episode drop, and it was for Ghostbusters. So they did ah. Ghostbusters '84 and Ghostbusters 2016. So it's kind of cool to hear cool. him talk about it. And, uh, you know, so check it out. It's, you know, uh, what way to go, Rian and Rebecca. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so shout it's out to pretty, them. pretty cool. Yeah. I, I did not know they were doing that. They, yeah. They just, they always talked about it, but they finally I decided to get yeah. into it. And I, 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 you can't be more proud of like things like that. No, that's cool. I, that's really cool. All right. So with all that out of the way, thanks for bearing with us, guys. Uh, we're not to get into Halloween 3 Season of Witch. Uh, the movie's released on October 22nd, 1982, so they timed it just perfectly, pretty much. Fuck yeah. Uh, written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. He's got 23 credits as a director. This was his very first directing job. 
He directed two episodes of the 1987 TV show Max Headroom, if you remember that, <laughs> who had his own TV show in the 80s. Jesus. Uh, he oh, wrote... God, Max Headroom. I just wanted to be like, what's up? Uh, uh, up? Uh, g- 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 <laughs> yeah, God, Max Headroom. Um, I he, had a Max Headroom shirt. Yeah. Every, yeah. I love, everybody loved Max Headroom. Some about some weird cybernetic, weird... He was like AI. A, yeah, yeah, like a weird VI or AI type guy. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who wore sunglasses and had like a flat top or something weird, like that. Weird, plasticky looking flat top. But of course he was like supposed to be a computer or yeah. digitized, but he wasn't. It was an actor, but still. Yeah. God, it was so weird. It's so weird. Uh, uh, he wrote Fright Night 2 um, and he directed it as well. He also directed in the 1990 part two miniseries of It's, the two-part miniseries. So he, the, the, he directed that. Oh, nice. The one with Tim Curry. Yes. Uh, he also wrote Amityville 2. And he was a ghost in the original The Fog and did the voice of the Silver Shamrock commercial announcer in this movie. The Fog, also a John Carpenter, John Carpenter movie. Yes, indeed. And um, I don't know about this, but he's, it's listed under his information, which I kind of call bullshit on, but who knows? He's listed as being an uncredited Michael Myers in the original Halloween. So maybe like for a day, he stood in as the shape in, a, in maybe a background shadow shot. Uh and got credit for that. But I don't know about that. I can't verify that, but it's listed there. But That's cool. But, yeah, but everybody knows, like, when it comes to the shaving, it was, like, Nick Castle. It was, or, you know, Dick yeah. Warlock or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, Nick Castle definitely for the first one. But I'm, I'm sure they had little stand-in, but I'm like, saying, little fun things I can't verify there. it, but there, that's what's there. Uh, you can find this movie on Amazon for rental or or for buying. It's not free on Prime right now. You also find it on YouTube for a fee and Vudu and iTunes as well. Uh, or, or you could be a true fan and just own a movie. Well, unfortunately, I do now because I had to buy it on Amazon <laughs> to get through this. Um, all right, the cast, or everybody knows, probably the lead on this is Tom Atkins plays Dr. Daniel Tom Chow. Atkins! Um, Miss Tom, Mr. Steal Yo Girl Atkins. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, everybody knows about him. He's got 84 credits. He played Nick Castle in the original The Fog, which is named after the guy from Halloween. So he was in The Fog, too. He was Ray Cameron in Night of the Creeps, another probably the one he's famous for. Thrill me. He was Burke in the 2009 remake of My Bloody Valentine. And it's, he gets killed on the porch with his jaw ripped off in that one. I think that's it. That's the jaw ripoff one. And he was uh, Raimi, I think it's R-E-H-M-E, Raimi, in Escape from New York, another John Carpenter. He was, so he's a he, big John Carpenter guy. He was in the original Creep Show, and he was Frank McRae in Maniac Cop. And uh, he's the man that gave birth to the name Cincinnati Jeff as well. Yes. Uh, We've told the story before. Yeah, so we're not going to go into it. I'm sure you can listen to uh, the story again on the Here Comes the Spooky podcast as well. Um, and I believe the story we heard was for the um, Miner's Massacre. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can listen to that too. Yes. probably. Yeah, probably was. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have our main villain, Connell Cochran, played by Daniel Hurley. Uh, Hurley. Uh, it's a very Irish name. 136 scratch for this guy. Guy was a workhorse. Uh, he was old man in RoboCop 1 and 2. He was Grig in The Last Starfire, which is a great movie from the 80s. I loved watching it as a kid. And he was Andrew Packard in the original Twin Peaks TV show. Yes. Um, then we have Linda Callis, played by Nancy Lies. Uh, only nine credits to her, but she's pretty famous in the horror world and, and kind of a cult favorite because everyone knows her better as Nancy Loomis, which is the name she used in all of her John Carpenter films where she was Annie Brackett in the original Halloween movie. So she was one of the, the three girls in the first movie. And she was Sandy Fidel in The Fox, so another Fog alumni. And she was Julie in Assault on Precinct 13, another John Carpenter movie as well. 
Lastly, we're gonna two last people we're gonna make is Starker Starker played by Jonathan Terry. He's 31 credits. He was Colonel Glover in Return of the Living Dead one and two. So another horror uh, connection there. Yep. And Harry Grimebridge, who's only in for a little while, played by Al Berry, 34 credits. He too was in The Last Starfighter. And he was <laughs> also Dr. Gruber in Reanimator. So Oh yeah. So there you have it. There's oh, the yeah. people worth oh, mentioning yeah. for right now uh, for this one. So that's that brings us to the main event. The movie proper. The now, movie proper. Be- before we step forward, of course, we all know your, your checkered pass with it. Now, yes. you, you said you said you were going to go into this movie open mind, no biases attached, yes. and judge it solely on and it as a horror I, movie. I think I did a good job of that. I'm tr- I tried very, very hard because I'm well aware of now. Also, I want to keep in mind, this is the first time I've watched this movie since probably like 1991, 1992. So that was the last time I watched this movie. Um, but I'm well aware of the fact that I'm going in now. Michael Myers isn't in it. Uh, I know what to expect. Uh, but So I'm trying to be, you know, I try to judge it just on the movie itself. Um, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so I, I think it's like a, a guy, like a priest trying to hear out an atheist on this <laughs> one. <laughs> so. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, I think you might have said, no, I don't know. I, I know, think... I, I, I feel like I'm kind of screwed there. Like, if, I figure if I say... At the end, when I if we also did, if I still say so bad it's scary and it sucks, the people are like, "Oh, well, you just had a bias going in, you didn't give a fair shot." But if I say, "Oh, it's so bad, great," blah blah, blah and then I'll be like, "Oh, well, you're a flip flopper now," or something. Like, I was like, I feel like I can't really win in this situation, but maybe if you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, just just speak from the heart, yeah, my friend, doing. and that's then what I'm going to try to do. You can sleep easily. So fuck the haters. Fuck the haters. <laughs> Here we go. So we open with the credits on an old, like, 80s computer dot matrix screen or something like that. Not dot matrix printer, but a very old computer screen. As an image of this jack-o'-lantern is, like, printed up and made on the screen. You know, digi- very, very dot. Oh, like dot matrix. I don't know what else to call it. It's like dot, 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 Yeah. You know, it's very old. It's, it's pretty cool. I like it, but it's long. It's so long. It's a little too long. Yeah. Uh, this whole movie felt long. Uh, <laughs> not off to a good start, that, that comment. Um, so... <laughs> And the bias is back. <laughs> Ten seconds in. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, anyway, so. You can't even help yourself. <laughs> all right, so then, all right, so now we're taking to Northern California at night where we see this middle-aged man running down a road. Um, man, this is so John Carpenter. It's so John Carpenter. dark. Uh, you know, there's a dog barking in the bis- distance. And you hear like, boom, 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 boom. Just like. Very minimalist. I had a note, a note about this, but I can't remember where the where the hell I was supposed to gonna mention it because I can't remember where it is in the movie. So I'm just gonna say it now. One thing I did like about the movie, John Carmen's music was still solid. His there, score, was, there was some great yeah. like mm-hmm. musical scores in there that I loved. Like oh, this, this that was so I loved mm-hmm. that. It was, that was good. So we quickly see he's the man's running away from someone in a car that's like following him slowly behind, and the man has this jack o' lantern mask sticking out of his waistline, and he tries to hide in a junkyard. But he's pretty easily found almost immediately by another by another younger man in a suit. The man in a suit grabs the middle-aged guy by the neck, forces him down to the ground, and he begins to choke the, the choke the middle-aged guy. Uh, while they're struggling, the middle-aged man is able to get his hands on like a chain that's attached to like the cinder block, chalk block. I, I mean, thought he was gonna mollywop him for yeah, a minute. Yeah, I thought that would make more sense. But um first of all, this chain is like 18 feet long to attach to a cinder uh, a chop block, like so far away. It, it's anyway. Uh, he pulls the chain eventually, which, you know, rips the chalk block out from underneath a car's tire. And this car 
starts slowly rolling down a slight slight decline towards the men. Now, when Marsha says cars, these aren't fucking 1970s. They're boats. They're big like, old boats. Big, huge, you know, t- like almost two-ton cars. Yeah, you know, just giant. metal, steel, iron smash, you know. Yeah. Like, real fucking cars, not your fiberglass cars. No. Um, so, this car starts rolling down the hill, and it rolls down, and it crushes the man in this suit bet- between that and another car. So, he's like, all, and he just, he dies. He's dead instantly. Uh, which, I was like, eh, I don't know if you really, it would hurt. You'd probably get pinned, but I don't know if that would it kill could, you. It could fuck you up. But it would fuck yeah, you up, I don't, I don't, he dies instantly. He does die pretty quick. Instantly. And it's like, come on. It's so slow. What a bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the middle-aged man like worms his way out from underneath the dead guy and the, and, and the man in the suit and the, and the two cars and takes off running as another man in the suit shows up. And then we cut to a nearby gas station where on a TV, a news report uh, is playing. And we learned that somehow, somehow, one of the five giant five-ton stones that makes up Stonehenge has mysteriously gone missing. What? Uh, but that happens. So the station attendant is, he's like kicked back, reading a magazine. And now we get our first of what seems like a fucking infinite amount of silver shamrock TV commercials. Oh my God. And you know, the, if you've seen the movie, you know the fucking song. It gets stuck in your head. Like it makes the point where. It's, yeah. And then it's basically London Bridges mm-hmm. redone because of copyright purposes. But. Um, he hears a, the tent hears a noise, looks around, but he doesn't see anything. And then he gets grabbed from behind by the middle-aged man who tells the attendant, they're coming, they're coming. And then he gives the attendant the pumpkin mask and collapses to the floor, seemingly dead. We cut to some house somewhere and in enters Mr. Tom Atkins. Mr. Me- Steal Yo Girl, Tom uh, Atkins. We, uh, we meet his kids and his ex-wife, who was played, like I said earlier, uh, Nancy from the first Halloween movie. Uh, Atkins gives his kid these like shitty uh, plastic, ha- plastic Halloween yeah, masks. He's like, hey kids, happy Halloween! Here you go. Hey, enjoy these. You know. And these ungrateful little shits are like, well, mommy already got us masks. Silver shamrock Silver masks. Silver shamrock masks. And they go over and pull them out. Like, ah, oh, look what we got. Yeah, and then Tom Atkins is like, motherfucker. Yeah. You know. So you know. I mean, they didn't say it yet, but you get the you find out that they're divorced, and he's just you know, or separated. Yeah. So he's coming to visit the kids and. Fucking mom gets a silver shamrock mask, and he's got you know fucking d- drugstore Pla- yeah, plastic, plastic piece of shit, Casper the Ghost yeah, or some make, shit. making him look like an asshole. Uh, at that point, Atkins beepers go beeper goes off, which surprised I didn't think they quite had beepers in eighty two or eighty one, but yeah, yeah, I guess pretty they primitive, did. but pretty, I think very so. primitive, yeah. but yeah, I think it was just like it would just beep. It's like okay, this is obviously from the hospital. I better call them. Yeah, so he, <laughs> uh, so he he has to go into work, and we learn that he's a doc who loves to drink. And thanks to his ex-wife's comment, drinking and doctoring, great combination. <laughs> and so she's giving him the business. and Which, honestly, don't blame her for. He's a fucking doctor who's drunk all the time. He's I went, on call. Come on. He's not in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he, so we cut to Atkins arriving at the hospital at the same time as the middle-aged man that we saw earlier gets brought in on a gurney. And uh, he, he's laying there on the gurney, and in one of the side rooms, he hears a silver shamrock commercial on the TV, which wakes him up from his, I guess, coma or whatever he was in. And he tells Atkins and the nurse that they're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. And outside, we see another man in a suit standing outside the hospital, kind of like, you know. Ominously fu- watching. Yeah. With another, like, music. <clears throat> something else about this movie. There's so many musical stings. Yeah. Beep! Yeah. You know, just at the right time. Uh, time, uh, what does it say? 
Uh, time passes. The middle-aged man is now sedated and sleeping in a ho- in, in, his, in his own uh, hospital room. Still clinging to the mask. Still clinging to the mask. Which I was like, wouldn't they kind of take that away from him, I would think? It, you know, it's funny because I thought the same thing. And because I work in a hospital today, yes. However... If he's clinging to it, and it's more. It's, if, the, if the juice isn't worth the squeeze, then why fight him? Just be like, okay, let's keep this guy calm. It's a fucking mask. Let him hold it. Right. Because uh, I, th- I thought the exact same thing. Today, they'd still be like, it's protocol. Boo. You know, for the most part. Anyway. Um. They, but, I mean, no, the fucking but, doctors drink on the job. I think yeah, they're gonna be I like, mean, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Atkins and a nurse leave the room. They exchange some banter. Atkins slaps the older black nurse on the ass and then goes into his office. He's a fucking HR nightmare. I was about to say, oh, the days of sexual before sexual harassment were a thing, really. Oh, he's like, I should have married you. Wapow! <laughs> and she's like, oh, Ooh. you! <laughs> uh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, again, we see a man in a suit. This time he's standing at, at the end of the hallway watching the nurse and, and Tom Atkins walk away. Uh, we had several shots of the completely empty and quiet hospital again, which we've talked many, many times before on the show, where everything in the hospital, always why is it always fucking empty and no one ever around in a hospital that should be packed with doctors and nurses? I don't care what time it is. There's going to be multiple people on staff there. There's there's going to be people on staff. Yeah, and that's something like... It, I mean, I get it, but I, I get it if you're in any mood, but this is, at the time, this was a relatively big budget, larger budget. Just how hard is it to get... Have some crew members throw them in a doctor's vet, lab coat or a nursery room and just have them walk in the background somewhere. Yeah. Just shows up. But they're always empty and, and void of any people. Halloween a, 2 is the worst. Halloween 2 is bad. <laughs> but uh, what was it? Um, that X-ray. Val- X-ray. X-ray. Like Valentine's Day massacre, whatever it was called. That, that was, was like a several-story massive hospital. It was like a skyrocket. Yeah. But in like in Dallas or something. And there is no, no one. one. <laughs> Nobody there. Yeah. So, uh, anyways... Now, the man in the suit enters the middle-aged man's room as Atkins goes to sleep on the couch in his office. I guess he's drunk and he's to pass out. Who fucking knows? Uh, it's not uncommon for doctors to take a nap. No, I get, I'm just being being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're just giving Tom Atkins I'm the just business. Him the business. <laughs> uh, man in the suit walks up to the middle-aged man, covers his mouth with one of his hands. Uh, this wakes up the middle-aged man. Man suit raises his other hand and uses his thumb and index finger, pinches down into the middle man's eye sockets. Um, like pinching against like the nose of his bridge, the, the bridge of his nose. I should sorry, just starts cramming, cramming his fingers yeah. into his soft eye holes. Soft, I think. Oh, his soft wet I eye holes. Soft wet eye holes. Thank you for bringing that back. Yes, thank you. I, I can't believe I would let that slide. Um, <laughs> so Manasu continues to force his fingers down into middle-aged soft wet eye holes, <laughs> then summoning the strength of the Incredible Hulk, all of a sudden like rips middle-aged man's skull in half. Just basically rips his face. Like, point. point Punches his fingers into his eyes, grabs a hold of all the bone that he can, and just yeah. rips it forward. Yeah, it's great. It's a it's a pretty cool effect. I mean, it's not like his skull rips apart and it actually comes apart, but you can see like shift like a tectonic plate or something like that. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, killing the man, middle aged man, instantly he's dead. The pumpkin mask, uh, jack lantern mask, falls to the floor. Man suit wipes his bloody gloves on the hanging curtains. Classy. As he as he does, yeah. You got to keep it clean. <laughs> He's got a nice suit, nice isotoner gloves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as he does this, in comes the nurse. He comes in to check on middle aged man, and uh, seeing the bloody murder scene, she starts screaming. Middle aged the man suit just like calmly just walks, walks right past walks her. away, and heads towards the exit. Nurse scream. The nurse screaming wakes up Atkins. He gets up, rushes out. Um, the nurse like what's going on? And she points in the direction of the man in the suit. 
the the way he went. Yeah, she's hysterical. As she stutters yeah. trying to explain what he did. So Atkins runs outside uh, after the guy just in time to see the man in the suit get into his car, who then pulls a whole uh, goes like all Tibetan monk, and douses himself <laughs> in gasoline and sets himself on fire, to which instantly. The car explodes. Well, I mean, like, there's a fucking can of gas in there. Right. If you've got a can of gas in the car, you light on fire. It can very instantly. well explode. Yeah. Very instantly. well explode. Um, so, I will say this. I will give the credit. Even though we were just talking about this earlier, I did notice at this point, it was nice to see at this point when Atkins is running through the hall to get outside. You people. do see some other people. There's some doctors and nurses kind of gathered like, kind of by the entrance line, I guess, hanging out smoker. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a few other people there. So, I'm like, okay. Thank God, because earlier it was it was just a barren waste. <laughs> it was just going to be the one nurse and one doctor yeah, for the exactly, whole hospital. Exactly. <laughs> Who was on call, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> like, there were like no doctors there. There's just like, one nurse. Imagine the entire hospital. Three shots of whiskey in, yeah. too. Come on. <laughs> so now we cut to Atkins on the phone with his ex-wife, telling her that he can't pick up the kids tonight. She's pissed at this, and she's yelling at him for a bit. Atkins agrees to pick them up on Saturday morning, and then he gets off the phone. The room is bustling with various cops and firemen and, you know, other emergency personnel. Atkins picks up the pumpkin mask and sees the silver shamrock button logo on the back of it and shoves it down his pants, like his waistline, kind of like, I'm going to take this now. Um, Show my fucking ex-wife. I'm yeah. Gonna one. <laughs> they didn't have the pumpkin one. I'm going to do the pumpkin one. That's right. They didn't. They had the uh, skeleton and the witch, yeah. I guess. Uh, crossfade to Sunday the 24th. The exploded car still smokes in the hospital parking lot. Atkins is still at the hospital with the cops in, in the dead middle-aged man's room. In, come, in comes the dead man's daughter to identify the body, which I found out because I don't think they'd have him do that in the crime scene. They'd probably like, wait, like, oh, get, like come in and identify the body in the morgue. Now like, yeah. in the middle of the murder scene where he was killed with blood everywhere. Next. Like That's a bit traumatizing yeah, for yeah. the next of kin right there. It's a little, a little weird. So uh, the cop tells her that her father was killed probably by some crazy guy who was most likely high on drugs. <laughs> some crazy guy is high on drugs. And I'm glad she's like, really? Are you kidding me? And you guys are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just don't know anything. Yeah. So but, you know? why are you saying that? There's like, I know. Anyway, we don't, we don't know. I think we'll get you. Why are you saying, oh, just some random dude on drugs, you know? But whatever. I like that because it's something that like a small town cop would probably say and then realize once he said it, he's like, oh shit, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> Yeah, I will. Yeah, it was. I can't agree with you on that one. The woman leaves, and Atkins goes back to staring out the window like he's deep in thought. It was. It's weird. He's just. I don't know. He's just. Well, it's, it's like he's a goth emo on, on a rainy day. It's just pretty staring disturbing, out the man. You see a guy get his face ripped open, and then the guy who killed him set himself on fire. Right. I can understand how you're like, God damn, that was intense. You know, that's a lot to take in. Okay. It just. I don't know. I just found weird. They, they show him like just standing there, like, looking out the window like. Like he's daydreaming or something like that. Like like, thinking about his feelings. Yeah, like he's yeah having an emo moment or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so we cut to Atkins leaving the hospital. Now he turns a corner and spots the daughter leaning up against the hallway walk corner, crying a bit. She turns, spots them. They lock. They make eye contact, and then Atkins just walks off, faded black. Now that skips ahead to Wednesday the twenty seventh. So three days later, we're at the coroner's examination room, lab, office. I don't know what you want to call. It. Um, here we meet the blonde coroner's assistant who, at this point, I know it's names escapes me, but I remember now because I was watching it. Her name is Teddy, which is a really odd name for a girl. 
teddy. Unless you're talking about lingerie. Yeah, but she, it, but she's not wearing a teddy. But it's it's unless that's maybe that's his nickname for. Her. Hey, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, uh, it could be because they have a very flirty, flirty yes, relationship. Yes, they do. It definitely implies that they've probably they're bang buddies. He's probably sunk that ship before, yeah. you know. <laughs> In the deep oceans of Teddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I kind of like that idea. Like, maybe that is it. But, yeah, I guess a weird... I, I didn't think about that, but that is a weird name for a girl. I mean, Tom Atkins in this movie is a fucking Don Juan. <laughs> I don't, he's charming nurses, slapping asses. He's talking to coroners, talking like they've been, you know, to yeah. Pound Town before. Uh, so, he convinces her to investigate the exploding man's death on the down low and to keep the fines just between them. Which I'm not really sure how that would work. Cause, I mean, you have a guy. It's not like the guy died and nobody really knows about it yet. He ex- he blew himself up in the parking lot of the hospital after ripping a guy's face out. Yeah, it's pretty. It, that's gonna be news. Everybody's gonna know about People this. People want to know what's People going like, on. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, I can't tell you that. I was, like, so that's kind of bullshit right there. Um, then they again, like you said, they walk out of the room like his with his arm around her, like you're like, hey, baby, like, like, like you know, an item. Yeah, or something. he's like, so how you doing? How and you doing? she and gives him a kiss, a, like before, a kiss on the lips. Uh, I couldn't tell if his lips were like right, or cheek close, close enough. Close regardless, enough. it was affectionate. Yes, it was. You know, affectionate. and there's and he's you know he's he's like, you still got that? And she goes, yeah, I still got this. <laughs> you know what he's talking about? Double into dildo. <laughs> <laughs> you still got that? Yeah, I still got. It. All right. They have wild nights. <laughs> So now we cut to Friday the 29th, two more days later. Atkins is drinking alone at some hole-in-the-wall bar. Atkins, Love it. Love it. <laughs> he asked the bartender to change a TV channel, which has, like, cartoons on which is a weird thing to have in a bar. But And it gets changed to a TV commercial for the original Halloween movie. And this is the one and only time Michael Myers has ever seen this movie. And it's just a cameo shot for people advertising, watch the... Horror movie marathon, Halloween nights, and we're going to feature Halloween, the iconic classic. So and, you're kind of patting yourself on the back here, a yeah. Little bit go on your own movie, the like, iconic hey, classic. Check, check out uh, Halloween. Yeah, don't forget, don't forget about the original. Yep. And uh, I, I wish, I bet you, in hindsight, he's like, oh god, I shouldn't have fucking done that. Because <laughs> all it's going to do is just remind people that Michael Myers is not in this movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even, not even in the movie, but not even apparently in the same universe. Because I guess... Cause right. It's not like it's just happening in another part of the world that Michael Myers is off at Haddonfield killing people. No. This, is, this, this is, is a movie in a world where Michael Myers... Halloween, Halloween was a movie. a movie. So Michael Myers is fake in this world. Exactly. So, yeah. So this is a this is a multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Carpenter here. Um. So we get another Silver Shamrock commercial counting down the days of Halloween. Uh, now in comes the daughter we've met at the hospital. She introduces herself as Ellie Grimebridge. Uh, they talk about Ellie's father father and his death, along with that he what he was ranting about before he was murdered. So they decided to team up to investigate all of this. Dude, why not? It this is so great. Cause Tom Atkins is kinda like, hey, alright, let's let's <laughs> He basically decides to go on an adventure with her. Yeah, he's, he's he's a fucking drunk doctor. I guess maybe he's drunk, but I don't know. But it's like he's just on the whim. It doesn't take much to convince him. Like, yeah, all right, let's, let's you know, I'm a doctor. I have responsibilities at a hospital. Where she, where's Beastie Witch? How is he not working? Did he just abandon all of his patients, all of his sick people that need him at the hospital or something like that? Just like go on some crazy private investigation for the next four days. He just abandoned everything. Dude, you know what privates he wants to investigate. Yeah, just, exactly. I know what privates he, he wants to investigate. He doesn't want he doesn't give a fuck about like solving a mystery. <laughs> he 
He wants to get in them drawers. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Uh, Tom Atkins. High life. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So we jumped into two of them. And Ellie's father is like a little general shop. Little, you know, storefront street. You know, a little thing. And where he sold some of the silver shamrock masks. And she shows Atkins her father's record book and points out that uh, she thinks something happened between his appointment to pick up more masks and his dinner date with Minnie Blankenship, which is another callback to the Halloween movie because Tommy mm-hmm. Blankenship. Yeah. Uh, some Somewhere between here and Santa Mira, which is where the Silver Shamrock factory is, or, or the master Not too made. far away. Not too far, but yeah. Now we cut to Atkins on a payphone with his ex-wife. <laughs> Or once again, he bails on his kids. You can hear her shouting in the background, like, you're, ki- you're going to a doctor's convention? He's like, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of doctors talking about crazy stuff. It's like, well, what's the hotel? I don't remember the hotel's name. It just hangs up on her. But what an asshole. He's a fucking asshole who is abandoning his kids to go off with some strange, you know, Strange chick he just He's, he's going off with a strange chick in hope of getting some of that strange. But it pisses me off so much because, like, especially as, like, I guess we're both new, well, you're roughly new, I'm relatively new father. Like, he's just abandoning his kids all the time. He's like, fuck him, I'm out of here. He's thinking probably, I'll pick him up, we'll do this. And he's like, nope, sorry, I gotta go get laid or go try to get laid. Fuck you, kids. And he takes a four-pack and of And a six-pack. Uh, he takes of, a six-pack of, of Miller, Miller High Lives. with I'm like, a, yes! Midlife crisis, Tom Atkins. <laughs> Get that puss. Um, so they, he gets in the car with Ellie, and they set up for Santa Mira. As they drive away, the camera pans over to a storefront filled with TVs, all playing the goddamn Silver Shamrock Halloween countdown commercial. This fucking song makes me want to shoot myself in the head after a while because goddamn, it gets so fucking annoying, and it's. Not it feels like it's nonstop in this movie. Well, it's kind of the point. I too. get it. I get, but well, if that's they did their job, then <laughs> fucking a. Uh, we cross fade to a small driving montage. Well, we get a brief history of Santa Mira from earlier time. One was going on about the history of the town. Basically, all you need to know is that it's like a bunch of Irish immigrants. Irish a immigrants. bunch of Irish immigrants. Yeah, mostly Irish immigrants. Which is weird. For, yeah. Uh, so. Ellie and Atkins arrive at the small town where every single resident stares at them as they drive through. So this shtick again. Real small town. Real, but it's like yeah. everybody's like, who? <coughs> what? Um, and giving them the old stink eye. Uh, they come up with a plan to gather more inform- information by po- um, and possibly gain entrance to the Silver Shamrock factory by posing as husband and wife who are there to buy... Like a large shipment of masks for their store somewhere. Some this where old, old Tommy sees his angle. Yep. To uh, get in there. So they get a room at the local motel. This you know shitty roadside motel. Uh, Ellie keeps the motel owner busy while Atkins starts skimming through the guest book, sets registration, and finds Ellie's father's name is indeed signed into Ooh, the guest he book. He did stay there. Uh, uh, proving yeah, proving that he did. That he did stay there. So, as Ellie and the motel owner get her bags from the car trunk, he points out, hey, look, there's Mr. Cochran now. And the camera cuts this black and blue car slowly, fuck, so slowly, like, driving down the road. It's more like creeping down the road. It's barely moving. Uh, as it passes, the motel guy, uh, the motel uh, guy tells Ellie, like, Connell Cochran is a great man. He's a true genius. He's, oh, he's so great and wonderful. And he's a true, uh, phil- you know, philanthropist and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sucking that dick. 
Um, up pulls a Winnebago type, you know, RV thing, and out gets the Comfort Comfort family, Buddy, Betty, and Little Buddy Junior. They introduce themselves to Atkins and Elliot, and they're obnoxious. Uh, and that Buddy kept, yeah, they are. Buddy Kempfer is here to see Cochran and the factory because I guess he won a tour as the the largest seller of Silver Samrock mask in either the country or some region but he's there because he's the number one seller he's a he's a big he sold a whole shit ton of these masks yep. and he's gonna take little buddy and little betty whatever her name is betty go check out the silver shamrock place three b's ba, 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 ba. Oh, yeah sort of. sorry um so another car pulls into the line now and out gets marge another store owner from somewhere who is all mad because like her shipment of masks like it never showed up or got messed up or she has to, and she's here to get playing and get a replacement order or something like that yep. along those lines. Um, Ellie wants to go straight to the factory and start looking around, but Atkins tells her, Hey, it's getting late. I want to drink. Yes. He's like, yes. He's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Calm down. It's getting late and I need a drink. All right. Old daddy hasn't had some sauce in a while. You know, he had a whole six pack on the way up here. <laughs> Starting to get the shakes, honey. He must be seriously a serious alcoholic. <laughs> he drank an entire six-pack on the road to get here, and now he's like, I need another drink. He could have had a couple with her. She could have had a couple. <laughs> Drinking and driving now. Awesome. It's, it's 80s. 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going that. <laughs> um, so Atkins suggests that, you know, at this point, he's like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should get my own room, or I could sleep in the car, or something like that. But you he know? does it, like, so, like, puppy dog. Like, I could, I yeah. Could, yeah. it makes you feel better. I could sleep on the floor in the car. Maybe I can. But and she's like, and, and but, but she's like, um, she like, has, well, that might blow our cover as husband and wife. And like, well, where do you want to sleep? And he's like, well, that's a stupid question. <laughs> and then just walks up to her and just starts making out with her. Yes. What? Yes. That's this girl like a day ago. Yes. And she's like, first of all, like half his age. She looks like she's maybe 19, 20 years old. Oh my God. And he's like in his forties and he's just like, Come here, bitch. It's that mustache, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Who wants a mustache ride? Uh, Woo! Jesus. So now we cut to like a city. Uh, we cut to the town of Santa Mira and a citywide like announcement speaker system says at six o'clock and curfew is now in effect. Huh? All residents, please clear the streets. That's fucking early for a curfew. Oh, shit. Like doesn't barely even give the factory works enough time to get home. Granted, it's a small town, but six o'clock? I understand it was like nine. And maybe, but six fucking a. Uh, so now we get this montage of various town folk all locking themselves into their homes and closing up. And we see night falls, and we see that there are security cameras placed all around the town. And we see some of the worst security camera footage I've ever seen. Like when they show the shot, like the, what the cameras look at. It's like this black and yeah, white, it's, like it's blurry a... night vision, like. It's, it's like bad. really bad night vision. Like, like I don't know how you even be able to make anything out. Like what's the point is you can't tell what you're it looking at. It was like stuff that was, was light was more of a, a white and everything else was in black. It was really the strange. White hot. White, it was white it hot. was like um you know colorblind color colorblind predator. Yeah. You know? I was saying, or, 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 my thing was like I was thinking more like uh terminator vision. Like when you see terminator it's all red. Yeah. It's very like that cuz you even had the sound effect of the camera mm. moving along. Only the thing is the Terminator vision, even though it's all red, was much clearer. I remember in the original Terminator than <laughs> yeah. this shit. This like is garbage. Like I, it's the pretty the bad. worst. So uh, we see Atkins coming out of a store with a bottle of booze, which is clearly way past six o'clock now. Because when we, when the get curvy comes off, it's still the sun's still setting, it's still daylight. He comes out of this liquor store. It's nighttime. It's dark. 
So, dude, you know what he was doing? He was shooting dice with the store owner. They the lost sto- track of time. Apparently, the store. Well, when did he get over there? Because he was making out with fucking jailbait over there. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's in a store buying more booze because this guy is. Guy's awesome because he's shot, dude. Awesome. Like, how is he alive? How is his liver still functioning at this point? Dude, he's going out of the blaze of glory. You um, know. So, he makes it back to the hotel. Or he starts making his way to the back door, and he goes on this alleyway, and he bumps into this homeless man. And the homeless guy is like, hey, buddy, can I get a drink of that? And That bottle sure looks guessing, heavy. Yeah, I'm guessing it's whiskey or something. And this leads to a conversation between the two of them, and we learn the homeless guy has a grudge with Cochran and wants to burn down the factory. Because uh, he because, wouldn't hire him. He's a, he's a local guy. He's yes. not one of these Irish immigrants. He's, yeah. uh, he's a local boy, and they didn't, didn't yeah. hire him. Cochran he's, basically refused to hire any original local people and, and everybody in fact he is his own people he brought in from the outside all, all irish immigrants yeah. uh i also love the way that the homeless man asks for the drink he says like hey that's, that's looking awfully heavy man can i get a drink of that yeah. don't worry i don't got no diseases or nothing <laughs> and tom is like all right here you go i'm like that's good a homeless I'm, a, guy, like, I'm a doctor i'm a doctor <laughs> I, I give all people like no dude i know the pro- dangers of but could you imagine that shit? I just love the idea of today, like, dude, can I get a drink of your boob? Like, fuck you, get away from me. Where's your mask? <laughs> <laughs> Wear your mask. <laughs> uh, but still, it's like, how carefree is like, I don't have no diseases, man. Like, all right, here you go. Just take my booze. Oh, yeah, and he gives him a couple of bucks later. I think, like, a smoke, you know? He actually gives him, like, a whole bottle, <laughs> no. I think. I don't think he like, I actually, like, here, just take the whole bottle, I think, at that point. So, um... Homeless guy warns Atkins to watch out that they're probably being watched, and he keeps saying that last Halloween, some pretty. The homeless guy just says last Halloween some pretty wild shit went down here. He's heard rumors, man. I heard rumors, but he doesn't really explain anything about that. And he just he walks just, off just, down like, the alleyway, starts rambling and stumbling off. Like he starts off relatively sober and pretty much with it, and by the end of this one minute scene, yeah, he's hammered. Yeah, <laughs> and he's had like one swig of the booze too. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a lightweight. lightweight. <laughs> that's a cheap date. Uh, so Atkins heads off as he cuts back and he heads off and he cuts back to homeless guy now wandering around like a junkyard or something where I guess he lives or something. And he quickly gets grabbed by two men in suits. He tells the men in suits that, Hey guys, I was just kidding about all that shit with the I'm just kidding. But the suits force him to his knees in between. There's one guy behind him, one guy in front of him. And the one in front of the homeless guy grabs the homeless guy by the head while the one behind him pushes down the guy's shoulder to kind of keep him pinned on the ground. And then the camera cuts with this wide shot. Which really ends up looking like the homeless guy is blowing these guys in his head. Like, it looks like he's obviously sucking these guys' dicks off. And I shit you not, it lo- like, it really does. And it, what makes it even worse is because like uh, the way you seem like I'm gonna, like actually, shaking. They rip, the, 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 yeah, the, the the guy in front ends up ripping the homeless guy's head off. But from that wide shot, you see him like he's got both his hands on the guy's head, moving him back and forth. It looks like he's, he's like face fucking the guy, <laughs> and then he rips his head off. Like it's. Like, did they not, like, I didn't did somebody get... not see, like, well, maybe we should have, um, <laughs> maybe we should have rethought this shot, guys, the cinematographer, like, maybe we should rework this, because it looks like some of a porn movie. I didn't get that at all. Really? <laughs> kind of tells me where your mind's going. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I guess it could happen. Sure. I mean, I'd, I'd have to watch it again and have the perverted mind of blowjobs. Oh, That's him. <laughs> doing blowjobs. You know, it's, so. it's what it looks like, dude. It's what it looks like. <laughs> but it's not a bad effect. It's not, it's not off. terrible. Yeah, the head gets ripped off, and then they see that wide shot. And yeah, you see like a, like a splurt, little guys yeah. are like a shoot out from I the I did like what up. the homeless guy was eating before. 
What it was, was that? It was I, just like a piece of bread with a whole bunch of easy cheese on it. Oh, I missed that. I, I didn't see like, that part. Oh, that is hobo classic. <laughs> uh, we Back at the motel, Ellie ends up in a conversation with Marge. They're talking. During which Marge tells Ellie that her kid threw her silver shamrock mask against the wall, causing the trademark button to pop off, which she shows Ellie. It's like, hey, yeah, see this little button? Here it is. And uh, they go their separate ways. Marge turns in for the night, curling up in bed with her book, while we see Ellie getting out of the shower. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you're about to see titties. Yeah. And then she puts a towel on, the shortest goddamn towel, and I'm like, are we going to say some bush? You see some, and then you we see did, some dark shadow, like, suggestive bush. You just never... You get side titty as she gets out, because she's Yeah, I know, out. but it was also through a through the window, the foggy... Uh, I thought you she know, stepped all the way out, but okay. No, so I was like, oh, man, because I was... Yeah. She's not a... She's pretty, she's yeah, pretty she's, cute. She's yeah. a cute girl. Uh, meanwhile, Atkins is on the phone in the motel lobby with Teddy, the blonde female corners assistant that we mentioned before, and he wants to know if she has any info about the guy who set himself on fire... Uh, she tells him that someone made a massive boo-boo and that she's been doing an autopsy on car parts this whole time. They hang up. Atkins goes back to his motel room where he finds Ellie waiting for him wearing lingerie. Uh, and she drops her towel and is like, hey, look, I'm wearing lingerie now. And or, he's just like, game on. Game on. They make out. They end up having sex. We do get a little bit of tit shot here very briefly, but you, get, you do get your tit shot there. Oh, mm. um, I must have blinked. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's one of those. So that's it. So they're banging. He's banging jail bait. Uh, that's so funny. You're like, that's it. It's like, okay, show's over. Good night. <laughs> uh, cut to later that night. The two of them are cuddling in their poised bliss. But Ellie ha- isn't finished yet. And she starts climbing on top of Atkins, kissing on him. And this is the point where Atkins asks how old she is. I'm like, really? This is the point? <laughs> this is when you ask? It's a bit late now, buddy. You've already banged her once. At least twice. At least <laughs> Maybe twice. twice. Maybe that's something you should have asked way back before you made out with her the first time or even before you fucked her for the first time. Love and it. Her, I love it. And her response is not the most reassuring response <laughs> either because she simply says, relax, I'm older than I look. That clears up nothing. <laughs> she could still be fucking 17 and be like, I'm, or I'm 16, I look 18 or something like that. Right. But oh so. Oh my God. This whole thing just stinks of fucking Dude, jail. I remember um, uh, one of the girls over to Joe's Crab Shack when we worked there. Yeah, way back in the Like, day. I was going to go on a date with her or I was going to start hanging out with her. And I was like, man, she could, could be kind of young, you know, because I was we were, 18. We were, eh, no, we were closer to 20, 21 because we were in college. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It was our college. It was our college, like summer, summer, summer Christmas jobs. Yeah, and I was like, "What is she like, sixteen, seventeen? And she's and she lied and said she's like, "It's not like I'm 18. <laughs> and I and it, so when she said that, I was like, with the impression that she was saying I'm eighteen, but no, <laughs> she was not eighteen. She was sixteen, and I was twenty, almost twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I had some run-ins with that, with not her, but my own situations like that, too. Um, Did it matter? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it classy. Keeping like, it classy. Like Tom Atkins here. here. Uh, yeah. So, um, before we implicate ourselves anymore in some uh, <laughs> <laughs> statutory instances, uh, let's move on. We cut back to Marge, who's still up reading. She finally puts her books away to find, the, and she finds a trademark logo button on the floor she picks up and looks at the back of it and on the back she sees what looks like a small computer chip or something 
So she pulls out a bobby pin from her hair and start and uses to start poking, trying to pop it out, or poke something. it or scrape at it or something. She's just fucking with it. I thought she was trying to pop it out. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but in doing so, she triggers something and this bright blue laser beam <laughs> shoots out from this computer chip, blasts her in the face, like right in the mouth, and then. Her face, we see like her mouth, or like all around her mouth and face is like blasted open. Her skin's all ripped back. Her, like her teeth are showing. Blasted open. Her eyes are beat red. Yeah. Completely red. And she's like, And she she dies as this bug start crawling out of her mouth. Uh, we That's cr- intense. That's like, intense. I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, we crossfade back to Ellie and Atkins, who are now asleep again. And the sounds of vehicles approaching and breaking outside the room are heard. It wakes the two of them up. And now, for you ladies out there, for I guess maybe Aaron or maybe Cincinnati Jeff, the only or, real nudity we get in the movie, the people who are in love with Tom Atkins get 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 a full on full moon axe shot of, of Tommy Boy there, dude. He just gets up and immediately his pants are on. Yeah, yeah. I, I swear to God, I swear he must have been laying in bed with one leg in the pants <laughs> and gets up because he just stands up because he passed. I was so fucking drunk he couldn't get his pants off originally. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't think about it. Dude, I love <laughs> I love that idea of he's just like wanting to fuck so bad he doesn't have time to take his pants completely off. He just takes them off enough and like he gets one leg out and he's like, that's good enough. <laughs> 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 and just keeps going and passes out with it like wrapped around his foot. <laughs> I love that even better. So the two of them get dressed. They go outside to see what's going on where they see like six men in white doctor's coats standing around while two more of them uh, carry Marge's body out of a room on a stretcher covered up in like blankets or sheets or something. Yeah, Tom Atkins just blows his cover. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he totally does. To- oh, fuck. I forgot about that. He's like, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. He's like, did you fucking toy salesman <laughs> yeah, or something? Yeah, I didn't see you were a toy salesman earlier. <laughs> Uh, or maybe that's why they did it. Well, no, no, that's not why, but no. <laughs> uh, so uh, the motel own- owner tells Atkins and Ellie not to worry that Marge will get the best medical care. After Marge is loaded into the back of a van, not even an ambulance, a fucking van, <laughs> up pulls Cochran's car. Cochran gets out, tells Atkins and Ellie that it's all over. Nothing. It was just a little accident. He tells them that she'll be taken to the factory where they have top-notch medical facility for emergency treatment. Mm. If that's not suspicious. <clears throat> Uh, the men in white coats kind of whisper into Cochran, telling him that it was a misfire. Uh, Cochran kind of... Mm. It gets back in his car, and he drives off. Atkins and Ellie are back in their motel room talking about what just had conspired, trying to put the pieces together. Then, you know, we cut to the next morning, Saturday the 30th. Again, Atkins calls Teddy, who seems to live in the corners lab. <laughs> no shit, and be at his beck and call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she tells him that she's beginning to wonder if someone is tampering with her stuff, because even... Though it was a hot fire, there would still be some bone fragments and teeth and remains, but none of them. Yeah, but there's all, all, nothing there to indicate a body, just ashes and car parts. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, she's like looking at a box of gears and all springs. kinds of like springs. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. So Atkinson asks her to find out everything she can about Connell Cochran. Uh, and she, which I guess she's now she's not to the corner, but she's also a private investigator. That, that's be like, that's not my job, dude. <laughs> um, she tells him this will cost him some serious dinner dates when he gets back, to which he says, I'm always ready for dinner with you. Uh, so, again, yeah, definitely they're boning on the side, too. Uh, Atkins hangs up the phone. The camera pans down to show a, a bug. Not like the bug that came out of their mouth, but like an actual like CIA like spy listening. Like a bu- microphone. A listening bug <laughs> device like stuck to the back of the desk if the phone's on. 
So now Ellie and Atkins head to the Silver Shamrock factory while being watched by one of the men in suits as they walk away, walk down the streets. Inside, one of the lady secretaries tells Ellie that her father did pick up an order himself back on the 21st and that he was here. But not getting info they were fully looking for, uh, Ellie, Atkins and Ellie, they go to leave, but as they leave, they bump into the Kupfer family as they come in. Yeah. Because uh, they're here for their tour. They're right? here for their tour. Because they were the top salesmen. That's right, and they're fucking annoying. Uh, they go to leave again, but then Cochran enters, ready to give the Kupfer family their tour. But Buddy is like, hey, Mr. Cochran, you mind if my new friends tag along? I mean, come on. And he's like, uh, and Cochran's like, sure, I was just about to ask him that. He's like, fuck you, basically. And this is when Tom Atkins is like, He's about to be like, nah, let's go. And then fucking Ellie is like, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's take that tour. And you can see Tom Hands like, fuck, this is my drinking fuck. time. I want to be at the bar drinking, not doing this fuck, shit. I don't have a drink. <laughs> yep. This is going to be a rough one. Hang, uh, in, there, hang Co- in there, hang in there, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Cochran agrees. He also tells us that Marge was flown to a hospital in San Francisco for better care. Now, the next several scenes in minutes, we just watch them go through the factory tour. We see how the masks are made. We see Cochrane's weird, creepy toy museum, which I don't, it's just a weird thing that's there. They throw yeah, it for no giving, reason. They're, well, they're giving a backstory that, you know, he's a master toy maker and he's been in this industry for a long, yeah. long time. And, you know, he, he in the, you know, the fat guy saying he just pays so much attention to detail. He's, he makes some of the, he's always made the best toys, da, 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 da. So, you know, you're kind of getting the impression that he's a master toy maker. Yeah, yeah. So, near the end of the tour, Cochran tells a uh, little buddy, Junior, to pick out one of the fin- finished masks, um, take for himself, and uh, Buddy picks up one of the pumpkin masks. Cochran mentions something about the final processing of the mask, the final step, but tells him that that area is off-limits, it's confidential. Trade secrets. Trade secrets. Uh, they continue out to the loading dock, and then Atkins spots several men in suits, like one's like, up on the rooftop, another staying between some trucks. They're, they're, they're scattered all over the place. Standing watch, like, and they look, they look very similar. Yeah, they, they all look very yeah. similar. Um, so Atkins grabs Ellie by the arm and starts leading her away, like, we're leaving. Uh, but as they walk past more men in suits, uh, then Ellie spots her one, father's. One, yeah, one of the dock doors opens and sees. Yeah, that like, forklift comes out with, like, a you know load of boxes, a mass. And then behind it, she sees her father's car half covered in a sheet. She tries to run up to it, but she gets cut off, blocked by, like, me- several men in suits. Um, so we, now we're just going to cut to Atkins and Ellie back in their motel room, packing up their bags, ready to leave town. Like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Something I don't know. Right. Tom Atkins comes out of the bathroom, does it sh- with a glass of whiskey, and takes, a sh- <laughs> like, a double shot. Dude, he, yeah, it's not a shot. He just downs his whole he glass just down- of whiskey. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in love with Tom Atkins, dude. I, I'm 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 Ellie to Tom Atkins. I'm like, you can do anything to me. Jesus Christ. You're awesome. Um so where was I? Uh Atkins leaves her alone in the room to to finish packing while he goes to the lobby to make another phone call. He calls uh he he tries to place an emergency call, but the operator tells him they cannot complete his call is dialed. And it happens to she tries again, the same thing happens. Did you uh, recognize the voice? We're going to talk about that. Okay, I didn't, know, I didn't know if you had that or not. Yeah, yeah, I, I recognize it right away. Yeah, well, it's controversial. Uh, on the TV in the background, let me write that down so I don't forget. Uh, voice, phone, later. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, so on the TV in the background is the fucking Summer Shamrock commercial again. Um, Atkins hangs up the phone, goes back to his room, but when he gets back there, he finds that Ellie is now gone and missing, nowhere to be found. 
He looks outside and sees like six or eight men in suits standing there in the line looking right at him. Beep. Musical sting. Yep. Beep. Atkins slams the door closed, rushes to the bathroom where he climbs out the back window to make his escape as the men in suits break down the front door to kick it in. Atkins starts running through the town. He's getting chased by Silver Shamrock Company cars while men in suits stalk after him. But he's able to but, <laughs> able to get away by diving in the bushes like a guy who looks like he's in his mid-40s. I don't remember <laughs> seeing that, but like, keep in mind, this is like the middle of the day. And like, the very next time we see him, it's night. Like, it's dark out now. I, I, and, uh, he, I love it. He's running across the street, and you know, he's... He's like 45, 46 in this movie, you know. That's how old Tom Atkins is. Yeah, right. At the time of the filming, you know. And he's jumping into bushes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he looks like back out of now. Because I'm like, I might hurt my back. (laughs) (laughs) But, again, I love it. Um, Ah, shit, where was it? So, anyway, he's using night to his advantage. He's hiding in shadows, avoiding the cars. And we see one of the cars pull into a garage at the factory where two men in suits, like, haul Ellie out of the car and, like, kind of lead her, take her off somewhere. Atkins gets to a payphone, tries to make another emergency phone call again, but just like before, the operator tells him that this call can't be completed as dialed. And, again, he has to hide from, like, from an SS car, uh, which, <laughs> right, man, come on, SS? It, 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 Silver Shamrock. Silver oh, Shamrock, yeah, SS. Yeah, 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 see not, what you did there? Yeah, see? Hey, all, all right. right. Maybe I'll pick up on this, because I can't be the first, but, uh, <laughs> from an SS car, uh, so after the car passes, he takes off running for the factory, which he very easily breaks into. And like for a mega company that's trying to hide all these secrets and these horrible, horrible secrets, they have a really shitty security system. Like he just like opens the window and goes right in. Marshall, he's a middle-aged <laughs> alcoholic doctor. Yes. How dare you question dare his abilities? Not <laughs> fucking uh, <laughs> Sam from Splinter Cell, Sam Ugh. Fisher or something. <clears throat> um, so or born uh anyway uh where was i i'm sorry you were naming spies. i was naming spies for some reason let's but let's go, uh, go james yeah. bond oh, <laughs> james come bond. on james bond nah james bond's weak Ugh. um inside Atkins sneaks his way through the factory through the toy museum while dodging security cameras he comes to a room where he finds an elderly woman sitting in a rocking chair knitting he goes up to her and starts shaking the shit out of her like, what are you doing Mom, talk to me where's ellie going, where's yeah. ellie and this causes her head to just fall off of her body. Uh, and dun, dun, dun. We see the woman is not a woman at all, but a life-size mechanical mannequin toy thing. And at this point, I started getting real, like, tourist trap vibes yeah. from, from this. Like, I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. So, in his shock, Atkins is taken by surprise from behind by a man in a suit. This leads to a fight scene. That ends with Atkins, who I guess somewhere along the line injected himself with the super soldier serum because <laughs> he doesn't just punch the man's stomach. He punches through the man's stomach into his body completely. Um, and when he pulls his hand out, we see it's not covered in blood, but this yellowish orangish goo. And in his hand, he's pulling out like a bunch of like wires and circuits. So like, oh shit! Oh, oh the, now we get the suited men or toys or created robots, robots. or cyborgs or some yeah, shit like and, that. And Tom Atkins in that fight scene, he punches him a few times to no avail. But for some reason, his soft spot is the gut. Right. Because when he starts punching the gut, you can see he's like, oh, and the, the the robot starts reacting, and the third punch, like you said, punches <laughs> through him into like that tapioca like dyed whatever the shit that is. Yeah. Uh. 
So some of the, that same goo starts oozing out of the man's mouth. Um, again, in his shock, Atkins gets grabbed from behind by another man in his suit, and a second one shows up at this point. But Atkins is so shook. He, yeah, he, at this point, he doesn't even put he's, up a struggle. He just, he, just, he just stands there. Dude, he's... Uh, he's... His alcohol level is dropping. Yeah. His power, his power his is power waning. Level is dropping. Yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> Instead of Popeye spinach, it's his, it's his alcohol. Give my life. Hulk has rage. When the rage dies, Hulk, Hulk anger. He turns back to Bruce Banner. Here, Atkins loses his. He needs whiskey and high life. Drunkenness. <laughs> whiskey, high life, and pussy. <laughs> right. Oh. So anyway, at this point, um. Up comes Cochran holding the head of the old woman. Say this is a rare piece from Germany made in 1785. I'm like, bull fucking shit. Anything in, seven, in a, that elaborate mechanic. No way anything that elaborate was made in the 1700s. Well, maybe bullshit. the head. You know, he was holding the head. Yeah, but he's, he's talking about the whole body. I mean, the whole body was mechanical. I'm splitting hairs, Marshall. All right. During all this, Atkins just stands there like he's been shot up with fucking Thorazine. Uh, no, another callback to Halloween movies. And this one. And yeah, this one. They yeah. make mention of Thor's. That's right, they do. Yeah. Uh, but he does manage to ask where Ellie is, to which Cocker says she's resting comfortably. And then Cocker starts rambling on about tomorrow being Halloween and it's going to be a busy day. Time jumps now to Halloween morning. We see Atkins being led by the two men in suits across the loading dock yard, followed by Cochran. They all load into an elevator. And the elevator ride, Cochran brags about his high-quality robotic henchmen. And the exit, I guess this elevator is like fucking Nick Fury's secret shield base or something. I don't know. Like they go down on the ground. Like it's like a, or a Bond villain's base, like something. Like it's fucking insane. Yeah, and he talks about the the creations and yeah. how lifelike they look and how it's it's actually pretty simple stuff with a little 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 secret here and there. Uh, you know, just kind of like giving the, it's just explaining it away, yeah. which is great, but he does mention how hard it is to make the, the outer appearance. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so they get off the other, Atkins is led further down into the factory, bow, you know, this underground super base, whatever. Uh, Cochran, he's still bond villain monologue here. He talks about the, he does mention ancient alien technology to what I was like, what the fuck is this horse shit now? Ancient alien technology is now being mentioned in this movie. Did you say alien? Yes. Because I had the subtitles on. Ancient alien technology is mentioned in this fucking movie. The camera pans over to reveal a giant underground warehouse. In the, and in the middle of it is the missing Stonehenge stone that weighs five tons the or more. giant Giant Stonehenge, Stonehenge stone. stone. Nearby is a circular control slash command center made up of dozens of TVs and computers. It's set up in a circle. But all of like... Late or early eighties it style. Looks, it's this old it like odd sci-fi movie shit with just so a random blinking light. Because you see it, and you're like, oh, that's eighties as fuck. Like, I, this is the shit I saw on the Death Star and I, on the Starship Enterprise. Like, and you it's know, the all same that shit. technology can fit into a phone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we control all this from this command it's center. Like, I, while it's back, like all you. But now it'd just be like three people with a phone or a laptop. And yeah. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> like I remember a while back, I actually it was, it kind of blew my mind. I can't make you think about. It. I heard a fact that like they said like all like the computers that, that were required to use the, for the first moon landing could be like could fit into your phone now or something like that. It was, oh, like, I heard it was. Like, I heard it was like like when PlayStation Two came out. They're like, oh yeah, this is the equivalent of everything that helped land the phone. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy insane. stuff. So Cochran talks about Stonehenge being an ancient sacrificial circle. 
Then he takes him, him being Atkins, over to a table where some men in lab coats are putting the finishing touches on a pumpkin mask. Cochran explains that each of the trademark buttons that he puts on the mask are lined with a fine layer of stone dust that they're chipping off of the Stonehenge stone and that the stone has power in it, a force that even a simple... A force so powerful that even a simple particle is devastating. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Ancient alien technology. Stonehenge is like a magical. Well, that one, I because there's always been mystery around Stonehenge. I'm like, whatever. But what the? Where are we fucking going here? This is ins- this is. I don't remember him seeing alien technology. I know you had the subtitles on. I get it, but I was like, I, maybe I missed that part. Well, he talks about planets <laughs> later. So anyway, Cochran leads Atkins over to a over to control center where one of the security monitors, uh, Atkins sees Ellie strapped to a table in like a, a holding cell. She's room. strapped down good. Yeah, she is. He's probably getting in it, and he's all he's standing is like, "Fuck, I'm gonna fuck her on that table right it's now." It's like it's like also, oh, she's tight. Oh, just the I always want to do some bondage yeah, here. Okay, let's Hell get yeah. some Fifty Shades of Grey going. Right, and click my rings together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Cochran also shows him Marge's dead body in another room. That looks like it's a make a morgue. That's like this place yeah. is a morgue. And tells Cochran that it's time for him to watch a demonstration and points to one of the TVs. So it cuts to the Kupfer family being escorted by men in suits to a room. That, I mean, this whole okay, first of all, this whole family should be like, "Whoa, where are we? This is very suspicious." Because they look like they're in an underground fucking bunker, like a, a bomb shelter. No shit. Now the wife is kind of like, "What? What the fuck is yeah. all this?" She seems like she's drunk. She uh, does seem a little drunk. Yeah, too. she seems pretty tipsy. Speaking of which, yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers. We have we're doing uh, some shots now in honor of all this. And uh, all right, I didn't want it smoother than I thought it would. Tell me about it. Damn, I thought it was gonna be nasty. Um. What was that? Jim Beam season, like a Christmas seasonal, like hot, like hot toddy. That's yeah, hot toddy. Yeah, hot toddy. That was much better than I thought it would be. I did not think it was gonna be that good. It was uh, very smooth. I'm surprised it was pretty good. Yeah, hey. I did not. I did not expect that. So anyway, yeah, the Comfort family gets escorted to this bomb shelter room, but it, it's set up to look like a living room, sort of. Bare. <laughs> That's basically a living room. You get. Yeah, it almost <laughs> reminds you of like a bunker in the fifties. Yeah, it's when they, totally like, a, like, like like bomb like perfect yeah, example. Bomb, bomb shelter. shelter. Yeah. Uh, like Cloverfield, ten Cloverfield Lane or something like that, with it, you know, something like underground bunker, something to look like a house or something. Never saw it. I actually haven't seen it either. I just remember the commercials. I keep mm. it's on my list to get to, but I just never get around to doing it. Anyway, Buddy is like really excited. He's like, oh, you know, we're, he, Mr. Cochran himself asks us to come here because they're there to like do, you know. Yeah, he's stoked. He's stoked because Cochran asked him to for his opinion. Basically, he's doing like a, 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 a what's that? A survey group or something like that, like a control group. Like, hey, we want your opinions on these commercials. Uh, focus group. That's what it's focus yeah, group. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm so excited about this. The wife's like, this is stupid. I don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they go in the room and it's like, you said, set up like, liver, but there's like plastic fruit and yeah. stuff. And she's like, what the fuck is this? You know, yeah. she's just like, she's, like I said, she was drunk. Yeah, I think she was. Um, so he does mention how uh, they wished, um, but he does say, hey, hey, I'm a little disappointed that they wouldn't take my order for mass for next year's Halloween because you know I like to buy in advance so yeah. I can get prepared. And then the wife, who I said, I think she is drunk, just like, ha ha, Mayor's not even going to be a Halloween next year. Ha 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 ha. And that's when the TV in the room comes on and the SS commercial starts to play again. And bum, 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 the TV bum, bum, commercial bum, bum. tells all the children with their SS masks to put them on and gather around the TV for the big giveaway. So little buddy does just, just that. He goes to the TV. 
Uh, he puts on his pumpkin mask and TV says to watch the magic pumpkin, which is accompanied by an epilep- epileptic seizure inducing strobe light. Yeah, it's like, watch. Put watch, on your mask, little watch, one. Make sure watch, you watch. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. And if Enjoy. I was the parents at that point, I'd be like, Okay, no. turn this shit off. Turn this shit off. Like, you're not, that's <laughs> hold, fucking creepy. Hold the phone. Yeah, that's, that's enough of that. It's re- it's it's pretty creepy. Yeah, but um, like, so you can see something like that happening in the '80s, though, like a big promotional push for something lame. Yeah, like, that. like remember <laughs> Crystal, like, like Crystal Pepsi. You know, <laughs> that right now yeah. there's no tomorrow. <laughs> um, so shortly after, you know this. Strobe's going faster and faster, and the music. Blah, 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 blah. And shortly after that, little buddy starts to grab his head, and the mask looks like it's starting to melt, melt on his onto face. His face and he's pulling at it. Uh, little buddy falls to the floor, twitching in pain. His parents, who aren't really paying attention, finally realize that something's buddy. up and wrong. And they start to panic. Little buddy dies. He's just dead now. And all sorts of various bugs begin to pour out of his mouth his and his jaw face. rips open, and there's just all kinds of snakes yeah, and we, oh, bugs yeah, we got, okay. and shit comes flying out of the mother. The mother just faints to the floor, so she never really dies. You know, she just faints, and that's the last you ever see of her. Um, and now, like Aaron said, snakes start coming out of the dead little buddy's mouth. Complete with a giant fucking rattlesnake. The first one's like little, like maybe small gardener snake, little small ones. Uh, but then a giant fucking rattlesnake comes out of his mouth. And you hear, like, the... It's very stock footage sound effect of... Shh, like, bug noise in the background. Yeah. Like, cicadas or something. Uh, it's, it's a very stock... I that, but okay. Stock footage kind of, like, sound effect. Um, Buddy Jr. screams, runs to the door, but it's locked. Uh, and then the rattlesnake bites into his ankle. He falls over to the floor dead immediately, which... Jesus Christ, that's one... I know a rattlesnake bite could kill you. But that's instant death from that one. This could be a mystical, ancient alien technology. superpower. Ancient alien technology enhanced <laughs> yes. snake. I, how, fuck, you're right. How could I forget that? Marshall, come on. Jesus Christ, what's Get wrong with me? Have, so, another, have another drink. Get on the same level as us and Tom Atkins. Yeah. Speaking of Tom Atkins, I want to talk about his reaction to all this. Because he's sitting there watching it happen. And <laughs> never once, he does nothing. He doesn't try to fight away or scare away. He doesn't tell Cochran, stop, stop. What are you doing? What's happening? He doesn't show any signs of anger, fear, or shock. Instead, in my opinion, he looks like he's at the racetrack watching the horse he just bet on fall behind and lose, then realize he just <laughs> lost all of his money. That's the look he has on his face. He does put his fists he's up. He's like, oh, damn it. I lost like, my money. His fists start to shake in front of his face. Because <laughs> he's still like, he's watching like, uh-huh. Like, oh, no. His, his uh, long shot uh, horse uh, lost. <laughs> no. I was like, that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Now, holy fuck, what did I just see? Just, I lost my bet on my horse. That's really funny. <laughs> And that's how I was last night watching some of the fights I was betting. On. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably lost all your money again last night too, dude. I did not. I bet forty. I only bet forty-four dollars because that's all I have left in my account. Because you have a my, gambling my problem. Gambling, my, I have a gambling account. <laughs> so I have, have a gambling problem. I a ga- but I I bet all forty-four. I still walked away with thirty-two dollars. Okay. So I only lost twelve. You only lost twelve. <laughs> You know, you have, I'm sorry, but you have a problem if you have a gambling account. An account just for gambling money. <laughs> but Regardless. I guess it's smarter that way than, I guess. Right, I, I, I look at the money as already spoken for. Yeah, all right. Uh, so at this point, Atkins is now taken away. We get another montage of shots from various cities all around the country. It goes from, like, 
New York and Lincoln, Nebraska, Dallas, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, all yeah. these different ones. And we see more SS masks being grabbed and flying off the shelves. We see kids walking around the city, all their towns wearing the masks, out trick-or-treating. All the while this is going on, the fucking annoying Silver Shamrock song is playing the entire time. One more day till Halloween. Halloween. No, it's not even that. It is Halloween now. It's saying like now it's fucking Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> and they're and, and they're saying don't forget to get back home at night for the big giveaway at night. Like, get off. It's time to head home, kids. Um, yeah, there's so, there's, there's, there's fucking yeah. There's, like you said, there's, there's a white van yeah, going through the streets. Yeah, the music is playing yeah. in the background, but you know, not the music. But then the white vans start driving around all these. So this is streets. a gigantic marketing push to yeah. get these kids to put on your silver shamrock masks. You know and how watch much the, money and manpower it would uh, take a national to, to for like basically a, what was basically a, a mom and pop like self grown. I mean, this was like this is like Coca Cola, Pepsi, like level marketing. Like even they in the eighties didn't do shit like this. Like, do you think about have a those a white van or people in each and every fucking city driving this, around the streets doing this? This was the start of that type of behavior, that type of marketing. That was the start of that type of stuff. That's when Coke started doing that stuff. That's when Pepsi started. When McDonald's started doing that stuff. You know, that's that's when it really arguing, saying, started giving the, that push. This, I don't <clears> think... <throat> I think it's very far-fetched that a, a, a comment only makes Halloween masks. Or, or so a very seasonal thing would have the money and manpower to do this. Again, it, it, it just kind of speaks to the time. Um, Although I it, guess if your manpower is mechanically produced off a conveyor belt, then <laughs> but, fuck. But there's knows? not a lot of... There's not a lot of competition out there i get that you but know there's there's only like three channels there's abc nbc cbs that's it no there was still cable in the early 80s i mean usa was, was sure but for the most part that was it Dude, i will say you're right because every tv every single tv in this movie is the old dial one mm. they didn't know that cable there's the dial so there's like four or five channels it definitely speaks to the times yeah yeah but Anyway, it, that's just but, a, but that's because, such a major undertaking to do that. It's, it's it's so obviously it's a huge campaign, yeah. and they show all the different cities that kids are wearing their silver shadow. I will say one of my favorite shots is is, is is basically what they end up using on the original cover box. But I love the shot of when they're in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, and it's these kids. All you see is it's just black shadows, like just the kids in silhouette, like a reddish, well, it's like background. a red. Just like yeah. the sky is red because the setting sun. They're kind of walking through like the mountain, which is weird. Why are the kids trick or treating in the mountains? I don't know. That's fucking weird. I was wondering that That's too. That's really but, strange. But, but it was still cool. But it's, it's a great looking shot. But like you lived in Arizona for yeah. a while. How what, like I I stayed in Arizona for a couple weeks on a. Pain. Yeah, I was in Arizona for about a year or so. Yeah, I mean, did they like? Did they have that have that reddish kind of like? I remember, I remember a lot of like pinky, more pinkish stuff. Yeah, but like it was still cool. But it's, yeah. it's oh, it's great stuff. I mean, over the mountains and stuff. But yeah, yeah, but again, you don't have kids up there wandering around trickery in the mountains. Uh, that's just weird. <laughs> but again, it was a beautiful. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was part, cool one of the best shots in the movie. So, also during that montage, we see. Atkins kids wearing their masks sitting in front of their TV too. So we can't. Oh no! Oh no! Not 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 Tom Atkins kids. Yeah. Not not he he, he fucking cares about them anyway. He cares for them so much. Um. Now we cut back to Teddy still in her fucking corner's office lab, and I like I said earlier, I swear she just lives here. We never see her outside of this office, and she's always basically in the same chair too, the same exact same same outfit almost. Same outfit. Like Like, she's like she maybe change her pair of khakis to a pair of jeans. (laughs) But she's always has the goddamn lab coat on. You know they just shot like the her scenes all in like one day. They didn't oh, even yeah. change wardrobe or anything. Like just shoot all that shit right now. Um, <laughs> so she's on the phone with Atkins, uh, or trying to call Atkins at the at the motel. But uh, again, she's on the phone. She's fidgeting with some charred mechanical parts. They kind of look like a parts like a 
like a watch or like Kinda, a spring yeah. or something. I don't know. Uh, and the operator tells her that the call cannot be completed as dialed. So she hangs up and then calls her boss, I assume it's her boss, Roger, who she wakes up. So that means either, again, at the time it gets really confusing because why is Roger, like, it sounds like he's waking up, like he's waking her up, she's waking him up like in the middle of the night, like it's two in the morning. He's like, what do you want? I'm asleep. Why are you calling me? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like 8 30, 8 o'clock. The only thing I think of is if you work nights. Maybe. You know, I mean, I mean work. I'm, I'm, I, I understand, yeah, man. I totally you know. get that. But it's just, again, like the time. It was it, just weird. Yeah. Because the I movie, get it. this I get movie it. is so based on like that, that time. Did, like it, two it, days that way, three days that It has to be 9 o'clock. It's all based on the It's these type like, of moments what? that I just wish they'd say one extra line. Like, why are you calling me? You know I work nights. Yeah, Some, something like just that. Something like that exactly. to help plug in the audience member. Because I, the first time I watched them, like, what is it, 2 o'clock in the morning now? Because, okay, that mm-hmm. now everybody's dead. So what's the point? Like, it, it, and it's were, such an easy fix. Yeah. And, and, and there's so many movies that are guilty of this. Yeah, it, it's a super easy. I agree. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a Proofreading, guys. Just proofreading. Add, add one little line. It's not going to cost anything. Just a simple thing to say. Just to keep the audience, you know, oh, clue in the audience. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's still like 9 p.m. or not or 8 p.m. or 1 yeah. You know, yeah. Instead of like, what do you mean? Because, yeah, sleeping? I get the impression he's like she's there at like two, 2 o'clock in the morning trying to go over these results. And like, oh, I got to call him now and wake him up. But um, yeah, if you call me at 2 in the morning and talk about horrible horror podcasts, I will be pissed. <laughs> I mean, it's 2 in the m. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I will let the audience know I'm pissed at you. <laughs> um. Anyway, she tells him that she has something odd and she wants him to look at it. He's like, yeah, fine, I'll look at it, you know, tomorrow morning or whatever. Um, while she's talking to him, we see a man in a suit enter the lab from the next room over. Uh-oh, a silver shamrock man. Yeah, yeah the man grabs a power drill out from a cabinet drawer because I guess they have to do a lot of handiwork in the corner of the lab. Like, just the only drill. thing I could think of is you, you, you may have to drill into a skull or I, to I, a body I, I part. I kind of get that, know. but it's like I would think they'd be more specialized drill. This is just like no, a fucking no, handyman. No. no, they just use regular bro. Cra- craftsman power drills. Bro. <laughs> bro. I, I, I saw in many things in surgeries <laughs> before. <laughs> My favorite is when they're screwing this guy's leg back together. They got a fucking Black and Decker drill. <laughs> like this, like, like with a guy like fucking putting up a fence. <laughs> oh, maybe I, maybe I have nothing to complain about here. Maybe that's one hundred percent accurate. I guess. But I remember watching that. Like, holy shit, you can get that at Home Depot. Yeah, like what the fuck. <laughs> Tell me, I hope they're hoping they're sterilizing that shit. There's a fine shit. line this between... The doctor just brought her from home. Like, yeah, I was putting my fence right there. I, just got, I got a leg I got reattached. I was bringing my Black & Decker with me. Now, the funny thing is, is that Black & Decker will make a medical edition of this. And it's basically the same fucking thing. I, I believe but that. It's, but okay. it's but it's it's for medicine. <laughs> <laughs> It's for screwing those legs back on. That's one. That's one of those bullshit like um, scams that they come. They're like, here's like the special edition drill, but all it is is just painted neon green instead of black, and they start oh. special edition on it. Oh yeah, and they'll it, charge like an extra hundred dollars. Oh yeah, it's it's just like it's just like chrome. It's like more stainless steel looking, yeah. so it looks like clean. Yeah, it looks like. <laughs> As- it's you fucking screw someone. It's like games. Games do this shit all the time. Like, oh, let's just use Mortal Kombat 11 as an example because we just got that today from our from uh, our friends that here, here comes, comes the spooky, spooky podcast. Thank yeah, you, Nachos McGuire-Wolf and Cincinnati Jeff. Thank you so much. Maybe we did a little video on that before we started, but okay. <laughs> so they gave us this as a as a gift for our 200th episode, which is awesome. 
Uh, but it's like, okay, so yeah, Mortal Kombat 11. But then if you buy like the Best Buy Special Edition cover art, you're pay- it's the exact same fucking thing. You just they just slap a different picture on it and charge or, or, it. Or, or we'll, and, and we'll include Scorpion's, you know, <laughs> I don't know, fucking... Fucktality. I don't know. I don't know. I'm out of jokes. Yeah, I'm out of, I'm out of jokes. We're 200 episodes. We've run dry. <laughs> <laughs> we got another left. No. Uh, anyway, so where the fuck was I? So he grabs the drill out of this cabinet drawer and uh, totally, and at that point, Teddy suddenly has some sort of realization slash light bulb moment. Some ding goes off in her head. Like, these guys were robots. Yeah, and she gets back on the phone and she asks the operator to uh, contact her with the sh- connect her with the sheriff. But that's when the man in the suit pops up, slams the phone down, and in her call, grabs her, forces her down to the floor where he uses the drill to kill her by drilling into either the side of her head or her eye. But... It could be either one because you don't really actually see it, but she's got the way her head's tilted. It could either have been like her ear or her eyes at a weird angle. But either I, way, I was she's really dead. pissed off about that, considering we've seen such good kills so far. Well, you know the kills have been pretty damn good. Here's and the you thing. get this close up thing. I just need. I just just give it to me. I here's the <laughs> thing about that though. Grand, the kills have been unique and interesting, but they've technically been before and afters. Like you never see the kill in progress. You see Marge get blasted in the face and then just cuts her face fucked up. You see the kid wearing a mask. He dies and just the after effects. You never see, like, they didn't have the effects that actually have the stuff coming, like, CGI. And so you, it's a before and after. Well, you do see the guy's face get ripped up. Then you do okay, see that, the guy's head get pulled off. Okay, okay. Those, so, yeah. you know, I mean, it, I see what you're saying. But, but again, they're... also those are getting, again, they could have done with another dummy, I guess. Yeah, a really wider dummy. shot. A wide, yeah, a wider shot. I'm just, I just wish they would have done that. It might have just been, but maybe it's one of those. But like, well, we spent all these money on these other kill shots. You got sure money somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, everyone understands how a drill works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they know she's fucked. <laughs> so we cut back to Santa Mira. It's now 7:30 p.m. According to a clock, night has fallen. Uh, we go to a small room where Cochran's standing in front of Atkins, who is now strapped to a chair. Cocker gets all again Bond villainy here, and he tells. But Atkins, this is a good. This is a good monologue. It is. It is. It is. Uh, Cochran tells Atkins that he loves a good joke, and the best joke ever, or what better joke is a joke on the children, and there's there and that. But there is a better reason for what he's doing. It's not just about the joke, painting the jungle training. There's a better reason for it, and then he goes to give Atkins a history lesson about the origins of Halloween and Samhain. And that the last great festival of Samhain took place 3,000 years ago. And the hills ran red with blood of animals and children. That and these, Tom Atkins like, you mean sacrifices. Yeah, that these sacrifices <laughs> were a way of witchcraft. That's what uh, Cochran's saying now. A way of controlling their environment. Cochran continues on saying that this, it's time again for the second. It's, it's now time again. But that they don't really control things. The planets do. And that they are in alignment. It is time again, and the world is going to change tonight again. What is going on? <laughs> what? So we have mentions of ancient alien technology mixed with one one mention of the word witchcraft in this movie. One astrology now, astronomy or something like plants are aligned. Like was Jupiter and retrograde and Venus is fucking Mars or some shit like that. I don't know. Uh, what is happening? I am so confused about any, all, the point of any of this. Like no, it's never made clear. I don't get it. 
I just don't, I don't understand what is happening in this movie. I don't get the point of it. Nothing's ever made clear as to what, how this is all linked together. It, 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 but does it have to? Because the guy does say subtle things like, you know, a little of this, a little of that. And you wouldn't believe how, what, what tricks we had to pull to get stone, the stone stone here. here, But still, so he's just kind of like leaving it up to just, you know, Suspension I'm of okay disbelief. I'm okay with that part. Like how they, I don't need the, the, the logistics of how they ship Stonehenge there. Like, as unbelievable as it is, but I'm fine with that. But like, but when it comes to the actual plot and how this all ties, yeah, it matters to me. Like, I wonder what the fuck is happening. How are they explaining this? I don't get any of it. Um, so anyway, at this point, he uh, Co- Co- Cochran places a skeleton mask on Atkins, turns on the TV in the room, and again we see a bit of the original Halloween movie on the TV. Cochran wishes Atkins a happy Halloween, then leaves the room, closing the door behind him. I do love you. Happy Halloween. Yes, basically. Man, he he fucking he crushes it. it. Yeah. I was gonna say at the end, but yeah, he he uh, Dan O'Hurley, he he crushes it in this movie. Mm-hmm. He does a really good job. As soon as he leaves, Atkins starts looking around the room while trying to wiggle free. And I do love this scene because the movie Halloween is playing. <laughs> yeah, and they're using the music from Halloween to set the tone. For what's happening in the scene. Yeah. And I really like that little, you know, this little playing around. John Carpenter's like, ah, I want to do something fun. There we go. I'm just lazy. I don't want to write new music. So yeah, I'm just going like, to ah, use this. We're going to yeah. have the TV playing it. It's not going to be the real thing. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Um. So as soon as he's looking around, and the, he's, the, the clock in the, in the room says 749. He's able to scoot the chair closer to the TV. He gets close enough to where he can use his legs to smash the TV screen in, just shattering it. Dude. That's a fucking mule kick and a half, dude, from that position. Like, how does I he need do my booze! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's withdrawal. That's, that's, that's withdrawal power. Got the shakes power going through me, man. Yeah! <laughs> uh, he then some, somehow pulls out a pair of tweezers. That he uses to cut through the strap. Like, holy fuck, where are these tweezers made from? Are these adamantium tweezers? Again, we've talked about some metal grade equipment. I've never seen tweezers cut through thick black straps. Obviously, you've never seen medical grade tweezers. I have not apparently seen medical grade tweezers. They're pretty much the same as normal tweezers. I imagine that's what I thought. (laughs) Just like you just spilled the beans that medical grade drills are the same as drills you get at Home Depot. We're on to you, the medical, medical industry. We're on to you. I feel like you open up a hospital the shit I have in my garage. Those medical tweezers are like $300. <laughs> I get a pair from some beauty store for like a dollar. <laughs> do the same oh, fucking God. shit. But he somehow uses them to cut through these thick black straps. And there's not like tape. And these are like straps. Like shit you use it's on like, like seatbelt. Yeah, it's like seatbelt material, yeah. like stuff you use, like strap down things in the back of a truck or something. You know, it's finally weave nylon. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, but anyway, Atkins gets his hands free enough to remove the mask from his head, and then pulls off one of the, the most impossible oh. feats oh. I've ever oh. seen on TV on a I, movie. My <laughs> my wife, my wife was like kind of in and out of the room. You know, not really paying attention. And she was quiet the whole time. And she likes she doesn't like say too much when I'm watching horrible horror movies. And she says she's not that big a fan. But I remember her walking by and she looks up and she sees Tom Atkins throw the mask perfectly over the over the camera. Yeah. Just nails it and he's strapped down his arms. His arms yeah. are still strapped. Basically, only and he flicks his wrist. wrist. He flicks his wrist and it lands perfectly on there. And then she just goes, oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's... 
perfect. That, that's it. That's Which was the, hilarious because I laughed. I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so much. That's the way that you shoot, man, because it is bullshit. There's no fucking way that happens ever. <laughs> but anyway, the mask lands on a part of you, blocks out the view of the camera. He then frees himself somehow and exits the room via the large air duct. Not that doesn't go out the door. He goes out through the air duct. As yeah, how, like, how does he get through the air duct? He just rips that he fucking rips thing it off, off with his again his drunk and drunken withdrawal <laughs> powers. He hulks he, out and <laughs> just, just loosens the bolts just a little bit and then Atkins drink. <laughs> <laughs> it just rips this fucking thing off the head. And, Love then, it. and as he leaves, the clock reads eight ten. To go back to the control center, one of the lab coat minions tells Cochran that about the newly blacked out security camera. Uh, Cochran sends some of his men in suits to go check it out. And they find the mask on the floor and the vent cover. They hold it up to the screen to show Cochran on the camera. Cochran just goes, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really act. <clears throat> so now Atkins is going all diehard John McClane style here as he's crawling through ventilation ducts throughout this whole building. And then it just cuts him running along the rooftop of the factory. Just running along the rooftops. He finds another way back into the building, which made me think, why leave the building in the first place if you're just going to go turn around and go back in? Why not just exit the duct in a different room? Like, that was the weird... Uh, how do you know where you're going, though? You know, honestly, if I was like, oh, shit, I'm on the roof. Okay. There are ducts. Um, you can see through them. You can see what room you're in. I guess, yeah. You can see exactly what room you're in and where you're going. Still. Do you want to be, like, caught, climb? Whatever. I didn't care. It was, I, I didn't just think weird. It was like I, just, I thought it was odd. But, um, he hi- so he's making his way back through, and he's hiding from a patrolling group of men in suits. Uh, he then uses the phone to call his ex-wife to warn her about the mass and to get rid of them, not to let the kids wear them. Yeah, he's trying to save his kids. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's I mean, the one thing he's... Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Finally. The, le- the, the least he could do. Yeah, the least he could do. The very least Call his do. wife and say, I hate my kids, but I don't want them to die. But, the, just, but <laughs> the mom is like, fuck you, yeah, Tom. Yeah, you're drunk again. You've been drinking again. You've been drinking again. Fuck you. I, I bought the better mask. Yeah, you're a fucking drunk asshole. You're just jealous. <laughs> Don't tell, tell, get rid of the mask. I spent money on those. Fuck you. Oh, and, dude. I was, like, I just felt so bad for him at that point. I thought he deserved it. Like, he, it's his own fault. Like, he, it, but yeah. Uh, but she gives him the business hard and then oh, just hangs up does. on him. Just yeah. click. And you can tell he's like, re- like, he's selling it though, man. He's like sweating like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> After this, he gets off the phone. And it just cuts to him finding the room that Ellie's in. It just He's on the phone. Boom. Now he's in Ellie's room. Uh, she's still strapped to the table and unconscious. He goes right in. The door's not even locked. They don't have terrible security in this room. The doors aren't even locked. Um, and he just goes in and frees her with zero trouble whatsoever. Just With that Tom Atkins charm. Yeah. Um, he charms the straps right off of her. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Cochran is watching him free Ellie on the security monitors at the command center. And he kind of does like, okay, go get him. Or so they, he yeah. does send right, some more enough, enough of this bullshit. Atkins leads Ellie through the factory back to the large warehouse where the command center is. They hide behind all the stacked boxes there and even use a rolling rack of masks to cover their movement. And like it's so fucking cartoonish. It's, it's the equivalent of the old moving bush gag you see in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And like, you know what they should have done? It would have been better if they went Metal Gear and just hit underneath a fucking box. <laughs> just creeped underneath a box. Because that's exactly what this shit is. I would have liked <laughs> to have seen or heard anyway when they were walking by with a rolling rack of just that xylophone effect. You know, like Scooby-Doo or something. Yeah, Scooby-Doo and on by. That'd be great. And 
like, how has nobody seen this? Because the room is, yes, it's a giant room, but there's so many people in it all over the place. Um, so, uh, Atkins tells Elliot, like, hey, wait here. He sneaks up to the command center and hijacks the computers. And again, all right, everything about this is bullshit. Because first it's, of all, it's a switchboard with probably 50, I mean, 50 separate buttons on it. I mean, and he just yet. like pop, 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 pop. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, there's like 20 people in this area. And the fact that none of them see him is bullshit, especially given the fact that there's one shot. One, Tom Atkins is not a fucking ninja, nor wearing dark clothes. He's wearing a bright tan jacket. And it's like almost a members only. And the commander is like the bright, most brightly lit area in this movie. There's lights everywhere. On top of that, we can see Cochrane and his minions standing nearby. And in this shot, there's like three of them, like six feet away from Atkins, just right there. And you see one shot where the men in suits are looking right at Atkins. And Atkins, look, they, they practically make eye contact with each other. And nobody still sees Atkins. He goes up to this fucking computer, which doesn't even have a keyboard on. It's just buttons with flashing lights, like I've, you said. I've, I've got an explanation as to why Atkins wasn't seen. All right. Please give this to okay, me. Okay. So we, we've already established that the majority of these guys are robots, right? These are robots looking around for Tom Atkins. They're looking for a human life system, a human life force, right? Tom Atkins has a fucking aura of booze around him and alcohol just flowing out of his veins and out of his skin. And they was kind of, maybe they might look twice and be like, what is that? Oh, there's no way a human can that's, be that's not life form. There's, there's no way a human alcohol. can survive with that much alcohol in his system. But no, it's fucking Tom Atkins, baby. He's going to save the day. He's got a booze cloaking device that hides his life signature <laughs> from organic Exactly. Beans, or from synthetic beans. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but like, and then, like you said, the, the, the keyboard he goes up to, there's not a keyboard. It's not a screen. It's just... It's just a, a console it's of buttons 50, with yeah. flashing lights on And he it. just starts pushing them randomly. randomly. Like, like, I got this. Randomly. Like, <laughs> like how does he... He's, I don't know why he's being there's none, no of are, none of them are labeled. He's not even a computer guy. He's just a doctor. Nothing's labeled. He's just randomly pushing buttons and hoping for the best. That's it. That's the equipment. That's all it could possibly be. Well, he but fuck, somehow he, he fucking nails do it. it. <laughs> he does it. But, uh, so, by the way, but anyway, after sabotaging the computers, which causes the SS... A commercial to start playing all the TV monitors uh, uh, circling around the command center. He sneaks away, still unseen. He grabs a box of the SS logo buttons as he creeps away. I love it when he creeps away because it's like this old man jog. It's it's so <laughs> again. There's nothing stealth about it. He's a big dude in a bright tan jacket and, a, and like how is he not seen? Just, what is happening? Just lumbering through. Uh, it's like the equivalent of, like, I love the cocker. It's like, it's kind of like the equivalent of, like, when you let your, it's like a kid playing, it's like, just, just let him have this. Yeah. He, he needs this. <laughs> just, just let him go. <laughs> um, however, he is finally spotted, but he and Ellie run up some stairs that lead up to the catwalks, like, high above the warehouse floor. A few men in suits do go after him a little bit, but everyone else just seems to ignore them and goes about their business. Cocker they're, sure they're trying to stop the, the commercial from playing. Cocker himself just stands there watching with zero sense of concern and urgency, really. Just Atkins starts dumping all the SS logo buttons out of the box. And they start raining down on everyone below. But as they pass through the view of the TV screens, they start exploding in blasts of... Shooting out lasers and all Blue electricity, because yeah. it's the fucking 80s, which kill all the men in lab coats instantly. Just zap dead. All the electronics in the command center then start to explode... 
Even the men in suits, which aren't even nearby, they're on the stairs going after Atkins. They start puking up. They just fall over dead. I don't think they even puke up. They just fall over no, dead. The, oh, there was one that fell over. Did they? I saw them all fall over yeah. dead. Uh, the SX music starts accelerating again, playing faster and faster. <laughs> Cochran <laughs> still just stands there looking around. Now this rumbling noise is heard coming from the Stonehenge stone. Like Cochran does look up. Yeah. And no, get... not, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Okay, okay, good. And now <clears throat> shit gets even fucking weirder because Stonehenge is rumbling. The command center, which is set, like I said, in a circle where all the computers and TVs, even though we just saw them all explode, are now completely fine, by the way. <laughs> a bright blue ring of energy forms running through, like linking all the TVs together, and it begins to spin around in a circle. Uh, so, and then Cochran, who has the strangest look on his face, I seriously cannot describe the look he has, but it's certainly something, turns, looks up, and this is where he gives Atkins... He glances up at Tom Atkins. The, smi- the, 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 the subtlest of smile, just the smallest smile. And gives him a little golf clap. A slow golf clap. Slow golf clap. And then... With that, that's when Stonehenge, the stone, starts to glow blue. Like, and a giant beam of blue energy. Now, this is like life force shit coming out. This is all life force. Like, giant beam of blue energy shoots out from the ring of energy of the command center that's spinning around. And a second beam shoots out from the Stonehenge stone. Both of the beams strike into Cochran, who Cochran then, he starts glowing blue. Then like, seems to turn into stone himself, like a bluey white stone. stone? And then he just with, he, with eyes, he's kind of smiling. Like I don't this, know like, what the fuck like, is happening. He was like, "This is it. This is fucking life force er, er, shit." And then he just evaporates, I guess, and vanishes into, into thin the air. ether. He yeah, just disappears. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is going on? What the shit, man? I don't know. And that's not enough either. That fucking nonsense doesn't end here because the Stonehenge stone, then it fucking explodes. <laughs> the stone explodes. How? Why? Huh? I don't know. The Stonehenge stone, kaboom, gone. The explosion sets the whole warehouse on fire. We cut to Atkins and Ellie running away from the burning factory. In a horrible... Beard. God, the special effects are terrible. Oh, it's, it's, you can tell it's like stretched. It's weird. You can tell they like stretch, like they put the... They, they, they filmed them running away from a building and then they added the fire and post and it looks bad. Everything's stretched out. Everything's warped. It's really bad looking. Yeah. Like it's so outdated. For terrible. certain things they do so well, this was so bad. Yes. <laughs> so now we jump to Atkins and Ellie in a car driving through the night. A woman on the radio gives a weather and time report saying that it's 8.48, which is a really odd time to give a weather and time announcement because normally that's done like 8.30 on an even number. I was like, 8.48? Who does that? That's weird. 8.50 would make sense, but 8.48? Anyway, odd thing. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Just an odd thing. Then it was a, the 80s. Yeah. Then a male voice comes on telling, again, saying, all right, kids, time to hurry home. Time for the get, get to your get ready to watch. Get ready to watch this Silver Shamrock um, commercial. Yeah. Atkins is saying that they have to do something. They have to tell someone. And at this point, we see Ellie is just kind of going comatose. She's just sitting there with, like, no expression staring on her face. Staring straight off ahead. straight ahead. Um, Atkins asks her if she's all right. She turns and look at, looks at him and then just attacks Atkins. <gasps> she grabs him by the head and no! the face. Kind of looking like she's trying to snap his neck or rip his head off. I don't know, but it's it's awkward. Not jailbait. She's been turned. And, she, and uh, 
Atkins is trying to fight her off. The car is swerving back and forth all over the road. They run off the road, crash into a tree. Atkins flings his door open and just kind of backflops out, out. falls out of the car. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that one did make me giggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, he scrambles back and then looks into the car and sees that Ellie's arm is, go- is gone. Uh, Ellie's gone, but her arm has been ripped off in the crash and is stuck to the inside door handle the passenger side. And there's like weird yellow goo yeah. hanging out of it. Atkins walks around to the other, starts walking around to the other side to get a better look. And we can briefly see at this point that there's wires sticking out of her severed arm. But that's when Atkins is grabbed by Ellie, who has him by the neck and starts to choke him. Atkins is able to reach back into the trunk and grab a tire iron, which he uses to beat off Ellie. He smashes her with it a few times. Ellie stumbles back. And we see here that her arm, where, that where her arm was is now just some mechanical wires Stump. and a broken yeah, like and a, a broken metal humerus bone. Hey, there it is. <laughs> a bit of yellowish orange goo leaks out of her mouth. Atkins walks up to her and pulls a Cassie Cage selfie fatality. <laughs> he backhands Ellie's head with the crowbar, knocking her head off. Revealing more wires and it's and, and like all these synthetic parts. Stuff squirting. Large amounts of goo starts shooting out of her neck stump. Ellie with with her head dangling by some wires still falls to the ground dead. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Atkins walks so walks away gets uh, gets back in the car. There's a shot of Ellie on the ground, her body lying ass up with her head a few feet away, with her eyes still moving, looking around like the zombie heads in the governor's fish tank. Oh, nice, nice reference. Um. Atkins reaches over to close the passenger side door, but in doing so, he awakens the severed arm, which comes to life and attacks Atkins. It grabs him by the neck and starts choking him. Atkins manages to get out of the car again. The arm still clenched around his neck. After some more struggle, he's able to pry it off of him, and he throws his side into the grass. I didn't like that part. I didn't like that either. So now with all that over, you would think that this all is over now, right? We've come down. Can't possibly be Fuck no, it ain't over. This shit style of crazy just won't stop like Chipotle diarrhea. Dude, you gotta stop. You gotta stop the the Silver Shamrock commercial. <laughs> That's what the whole thing's been boiling towards. By this time, it's over. There's no way. It, like it, it'd be done and over with by now. It's so much time has passed. But Atkins turns around and gets attacked, attacked by Ellie. Ellie's fucking headless body, but oh. the body is, is strangling. I forgot about that part. Yeah. The headless body is going, but the she bo- wants one more ride in the sack with that Tom Atkins. <laughs> she wants one more hit of that Tommy D. So, <laughs> uh, the, the the headless body finally kind of limps or loses energy. Where it, di- it seems to die on its own, it collapses to the ground. The hand goes limp. Atkins at this point says, "Fuck the car," even though he was going to try to get, it, and he takes off running into the night. We cut back to the gas station uh, that we saw way back in the beginning of the movie, where the same gas station tenant is working. Atkins runs up saying he needs to make an emergency call or something like that. And Atkins gets on the phone with, I guess, a local TV station. How the fuck he knows their phone number is beyond me, but he's sure. Why the fuck not? Yeah, because it's, it's getting right about the, the, the... I get that 100%, but like, it's not like, Operator, I need I need the, 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 the phone number for uh, blah, 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 TV station. Yeah, he, he gets, just, he gets he's a hold of the, the head of TV. It's like, yeah, I need the head of NBC I need the right head now. Of, no, no, I need the head of TV. Yeah, all the TV. Like... He has a direct line to it from this gas station, apparently. I love it. Uh, and he's on the phone, and he's like, you know, pleading with whoever he's talking to on the other end. Like, you guys pull the SS commercial. You guys stop the commercial. In the background, we see these kids wearing a lot the SS masks come running up. Again, 
Yeah, trick or treating well, the weirdest places. They're trick or treating at a trick or treating in the gas station. And the guys, what? the guy was ready though. He was like, he knew some trick or treat. Right. He had, so he, had, he, had, he had a hubcap like, of candy. <laughs> that's right. It's a hubcap of candy. And he was giving some candy to him. And then he's like, oh yeah, the TV, yeah, the the, the commercials on. Go watch kids. Yeah. You know. And he's like, they got the silver shamrock yes. masks on. And I, I get like, the fact he's ready. That's cool. Mm. But it's like again, what kids are. It was just weird. It was just weird. Like, I've know? never gone trick or treating at a gas station. Dude, where's mom and dad? Exactly. You know? There's no parents escort. These kids. It's the 80s. There's go. It's the 80s, baby. Which is fine because when I was trick or treating, once I got into the memory, like, just go. Just That's go. That's true. We did. We just went. <laughs> I think one of my favorite trick or treating memories of you is when you sprayed pepper spray. Fuck back you. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shall I tell the story really quick? <laughs> Fuck, go ahead. You already, you already opened it up. All right, yeah. So we're trick-or-treating in, like, uh, the neighborhood's fine, but it's, it's like, you know, we're kids going out trick-or-treating. We're, like, 12. Yeah. You know, something right something around like that, there. Yeah. And, you know, we're going out on our own, and Marshall's parents gave him pepper spray to defend himself from prowlers or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, just in case something happened. And we're we're going down the street, and there's there's like a bunch of teenagers who are peeling out in their car, and they're yelling out the windows that it's like motherfuckers, happy Halloween, yeah, like cruising down the street, and they're like, whoa, it, it, it was scary. It was like, holy shit, we're all like jumped up, and we're like, oh fuck, no, and I no, turn, no, 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 this, this is how I remember it. And I turn around, I see Marshall, he's like, ah, like what happened? He's like, ah, like what's going on? He throws the pepper spray, and I'm like. Holy shit, were you trying to use a pepper spray? We went into someone's house. And I'm like, yeah, my friend sprayed us <laughs> And they cleaned him up. And we gave us candy and off we went. And I asked, I, I, again, this is what I remember. I was asking, it's like, what, what, what the fuck are we doing? He's like, well, those fucking teenagers drove by. They got my pepper spray and I wanted to see if it worked. So I sprayed it and it blew back into my face. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, you got that part. Because I was like, I wasn't like, just like, I... I I don't remember the, the teenagers in the car. Oh, no, I, I remember that because it, it was scary. There okay. was a whole bunch of teenagers yelling at us, and we're 12. Yeah, yeah I get you it. Know, so we're big enough to be teenagers, but immature enough to be kids. Yeah. So you see a whole bunch of teenagers yelling at you from their car. You're like, who holy are, shit! Who at that age are too <laughs> cool to trick or treat. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I do. What I remember is we're go, walking around in the area, and I was like, you know, I want to try it. You know, I don't I don't remember the kids in the car, but I remember pulling it out. I was like, I just want to spray it, see how it works. You know, I want to spray it. And it either. Either A, it, I spray it into... I don't remember the wind. I think what happened is... Yeah, it might have just blown back me. Or I had the, the thing... The cat backwards. The cat was... I took back my soul, put it, sprayed me in the face. <laughs> but yeah, I sprayed myself with mace uh, one uh, oh, night. Yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. And I remember going to the stranger's house. I'm like, tears. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, dear God, what happened? I'm like... And like, he sprayed himself with mace. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh. What a great story to tell in our 200 episode. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so kids trick or treating at the gas station watching the uh, uh, SS commercial on, uh, on the TV. And at this point, what is about to happen is my, probably the best Tom Atkins moment that I've seen. He's going crazy at this point, yelling on the phone, trying to get the commercial pulled. It's a pretty great scene. On the, on the TV, the commercial starts to play. But then it stops and says, please stand by or something like that. Yeah. So the kid, so a kid yeah. became a kid. He's like, fuck this. He changes the channel. And it changes the channel. With the commercial still on that channel. And it starts to play again. But that channel then goes, please stand by. So, oh. It looks so, like it's working. It looks like Tom Atkins may save yeah. the day. Uh, so the kid changes the channel again. And the SS commercial is still playing on his mm-hmm. third channel now. Atkins tells the person on the phone. 
the third commercial is still on. You have to stop it. You gotta stop. It. It's the third. You got and he's 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 selling, dude. He's crushing this scene. And this is where he really kicks up the crazy factor. He starts yelling, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Ah, stop it!" He's just going crazy. Or and stop kind of, it! And it kind of, it, it kind of reminded me of like the the Batista "Give me what I want" moment. Like, "Give me what I want! Give me what! I want. Stop it! Stop it!" And he's just going nuts. This rant. But this time, the commercial doesn't seem to get stopped. The TV shows the magic pumpkin come up, and the strobe effects start going. The music's picking up, and the camera just goes to black. Um, no, I'm, well, it's going back. Yeah, it goes to black, and, and with Atkins screaming, "Stop it!" Cut to black. Okay. Roll credits. That's the movie. Holy crap! Okay, that's that was, Halloween three. That was a with. good ending. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, I love that ending. I think it was a good ending. All right, so did he save the day? Did he not? We don't know. I'll say this for afterwards. So that uh, that just brings us to our favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right, Aaron. What we got? What, what's your? What we have for favorite kills for for this week? While there weren't a lot of kills, no, there were not. Uh, they were they were very memorable. The ones we did have. Um, and honestly, I'm gonna have to go with the um Ellie's dad in the hospital getting his. Soft eye holes <laughs> penetrated uh, by finger get, get fingered in the soft eye holes. How about that? Getting fingered in the soft <laughs> eye holes, Love grabbing it. a handful of skull and just ripping it out. That's my favorite kill. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the one everybody remembers, the most iconic from this movie that everybody saw is, is little buddies. Yeah, the, the big buddy one. junior, buddy junior, but. Yeah, I actually can't go with. I think I'm, I'm going with you too. Ellie's dad, really? The, the, the mm. skull, because one, I, we've never seen that type of kill before. But the eyes and ripping the skull in half, like that, that's pretty cool. Um, I guess the part of me wishes it would have been a little more graphic. Like you actually would saw like actual like the head come more more than just the shift. You saw more of like an actual rip off or something like that. But still, um, it was unique and it was the most you know actually when you actually see everything almost everything else was just a before and after type thing so yeah my favorite i'm going with ellie's dad too so that that was quick and easy for that one let's move on to odds and ends just when you thought it was over here comes the odds and ends all right so ratings imdb gives it a 4.9 out of 10 so basically caught a five yeah ron tomatoes has a 42 percent on the thermometer on the official thermometer with a 27% audience score. Wow, a 27% audience score? 27%. Ooh. Uh, Amazon gives it a 4.4 out of 5, though, so much higher on Amazon. Plot keywords are 145 plot keywords. Please tell me High Life is one of them. Ah, oh, shit. I don't... It's not what I wrote down. I don't think it was. Um, some of the weird ones were lots of city names. That's the plot keyword, because that's retarded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're doing so good. (laughs) This man cannot stand saying that word. He just can't. Uh, Drill in the head. Polytronic. Oh, psychotronic film. Psychotronic. Boo. 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 Psychotronic. Grindhouse film, which I don't consider this grindhouse, and I don't think it's psychotronic either, because I don't even really know what that is. But it doesn't. Well, I I remember I defined it. It Yeah, I don't remember, but it was. It's weird. It's something weird. This is not to me. Doesn't seem even. Female nudity, nipples, black teddy. Yeah. Sex in bed, sucking breast, and breast suckling are both both different plot keywords. Breast suckling. Suckling. Yeah. This makes me think of Tom Atkins going. 
<laughs> Isn't there booze in here? Yeah, he's probably thinking, he's probably thinking there's booze in here. I thought there was whiskey. I thought there was some old crow in she here. Lacks, Come on. <laughs> she lactates high life. Um, <laughs> so, all right, moving on to trivia. Now, good God, there's a shit ton of trivia that I found out for this. So, And honestly, I could not go through all you of know, it. It's I, funny because I have some trivia in my brain cells that if you don't have, I'm going to provide. All right, well, first one is... Go, we're gonna go back to that bullshit uh, mask shot that Melissa said was bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, apparently it took forty takes to get that shot <laughs> of Tommy, for Atkins to throw that ma- get the mask up there. I like the fact that they had him do that. Yeah, like why did they just like have him there and then it cut? All right, now somebody just toss it on there. But I guess there was a watch that they actually had him do it. Apparently, that's a hilarious. Forty. Forty. That's hilarious. I'm surprised it took that. Was wasn't more than that? But uh, anyway. Uh, the gas station scene in the film can also be seen in John Carpenter's The Fog. So, again, he used the same location. Hmm. The small town of Santa Maria is also the setting for the 1956 invasion of the Body Snatchers. Sweet. Uh, the Silver Shamrock Factory was a real-life milk factory. Gross. Um, in an interview with the Pittsburgh Press newspaper shortly before the film's release, Tom Atkins told the hometown publication that he didn't know how the movie was going to end because they shot a couple of different endings, supposedly. Uh, also, supposedly, Deborah Hill was the one that suggested Tom Atkins for the role of Daniel Chalice. Uh, the original writer of the story was Nigel Neal, but he sued the producers to take his name off the movie after seeing how violent it was. But it's not that violent. I mean, it's, it's right? I guess for I any, mean, like, the snakes coming out of people is really just getting demented and disturbed and messed up, but you it's, not like, it's not like gory violence. You pussy. Yeah. Put your name on that, like, you Halloween pussy. 2 is more violent. Friday the 13th, is more violent. I mean, if you think about, it, I mean, people stabbings and, and yeah. head breaking. I don't know, but it's so weird. But that was just it, it, it all comes down to semantics. Yeah, but you it, personal preference, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Silver Shamrock theme is played fourteen times throughout the movie. That's it. Yeah, it seems like a lot more than that. Man, uh, this film is included on film critic Roger Ebert's most hated list. Ha! Uh, the film takes place around Halloween, nineteen eighty-two. The children in the film are told to wear their mask and watch TV at 9 p.m. on Halloween night, at which time the, the chip in the mask would be activated. But in reality, the film Halloween from 1978 was broadcast on NBC at 9 p.m. on Sunday, October 31st, 1982. Awesome. Yeah, so there you go. Awesome. That's kind of cool. Uh, the fluid coming out of the, of the robot's mouth is orange juice. Um, now, talking about the ending, um, we, we can talk about this here because... Uh, after Daniel yells, stop it on the phone at the very end of the movie, the screen cuts to black, and then the credits roll. Originally, the ending theme was going to be played during the credits. Uh, instead, it was supposed to be the same, the scream of millions of children being murdered that were going to play over the cre- sound of credits. Uh, Dr. Tom, director Tommy Lee Wallace decided not to add this so the ending could be more ambiguous and add a possibility that they were saved in the end. When lead, Tom, when lead actor Tom Atkins saw this new ending, he was much more satisfied with the film in spite of the critical reception and likes to imagine his character struggles were not in vain. Yeah, because I think I think even um, Cincinnati Jeff had mentioned this or, or someone else who's met Tom Atkins and go and asked him, so did did you save the day in Halloween 3? <laughs> and he goes, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of like, if, if, if he... Of him failing, and if it just ended with blackout, like all these kids just screaming, like that to me would have been like, that would have been a pretty damn. Ending. That's an intense, yeah. damn ending. I like that idea. All right, so that's that's all the odds and ends. One I skipped over that we're, I'm going to talk about right now because you mentioned it because mm-hmm. you yeah. asked about the voice, and so I'm assuming you're talking about uh, the voice on the phone 
and sometimes the 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 PA system, a lot a lot of people sometimes the credit is saying it's Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis's voice. Yes. However, I saw trivia and fact that said yes, it is Jamie Lee Curtis. But then I also saw another snippet fact that says despite what everybody thinks. It is not Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Curtis was asked about this, and she herself declined, saying it was not her voice. I find that interesting, considering my wife, again, who was just, like, in the room, and the, the, she goes, is that Jamie Lee Curtis? I was like, holy shit, you picked up on that? She's yeah. like, I guess. I listened to them, like, oh, it does sound like Jamie Lee, but I've seen two, I've seen contradicting points on that, so I wasn't going to say it because hmm. some say it is. So even on IMDb, she's listed uncredited as voice on phone or something like that. But then there was a, a, a piece of it, trivia I found that specifically countered that and even said Jamie Lee Curtis herself denied that it was her voice. Now, is there a quote from her or is it just they say that she... The, I'm I, curious. Like, where's this? I, Wait, show your sources, so Marshall. I don't have the source for that, the, the quote right now. But so I didn't... But there is some controversy hmm. to that. So Other fun piece of trivia. Uh, Marge. Yes. The woman who played Marge. Yeah. Is Tom Atkins' wife. Oh. It's his, his first wife. His first wife. And in the seat, like he's he talked about how odd it was working with you know the gal who played Ellie and like being in bed with her and being naked with her, and his wife is literally in the other room in the motel room right Speaking next door. Speaking of that sex with Ellie, that's another thing they found. Uh, apparently, that that their intimate scenes in the hotel room was like that was the first time she met Tom Atkins on set. That was her first time set. The first time she met Atkins is like, well, let's do, gotta do the sex scene right now. Some of you go never for met. it, baby. So <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like, hi, my name is Tom Atkins. We're gonna nice fu- to meet me. I'm gonna, <laughs> nice to meet me. I'm going to fuck you now. All right. With that said, we do get to move on and play the budget game. Woo! Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. 200th episode budget game. I'm, I'm awesome about this. This is exciting. Um, so, Aaron, what is your guess for the budget of the 1982 Halloween 3 season of The Witch? I'm going to – I don't – I did not see the budget, but I think it's like – it's it's up there because – from what I understand, <clears throat> Tom, you know, John Carpenter did not want to do Halloween 2. Right. He didn't want to do Halloween 2 the way the studio wanted to do Halloween 2, with Michael Myers returning and more Michael Myers. He wanted to do something like this. He wanted to have an anthology. He wanted to, like, have, you know, right. John Carpenter's Halloween 1, 2, 3, but it's just, like, each one's a different story. So he finally got a chance to do that after the success of Halloween, the success of Halloween 2, and so they gave him a budget of, I'm going to say... 17 million dollars and he created season of the witch all right well for the first time in a while i gotta say you fucking blew your load big time on this one way off the budget of halloween 3 season of the witch Two and a half million dollars. Wow, wow. Well, I gotta say, they did really well for two and a half million dollars. But I'll, I'll let you try to redeem yourself here. I, I'm kind of curious what two and a half million dollars is in, the, in, in money today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you want to take a guess at the U.S. box office gross, U.S. <laughs> gross of the movie? So, it's going to come down to did it make money or not. Um, I think word of mouth spread pretty quick, saying... Michael Myers isn't in this movie. <laughs> All right, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so they just spread spread it around real fast that Michael Myers wasn't in it. So I'm going to say it made its money back, but it didn't make. I'm going to say five million. Five mil. All right. Now on this one, you did the opposite. You came in way under because this surprised me even. Mm. 
because every hair is about you every knows or keeps hearing about how much of a critical failure this was yes. well critical failure yes uh and it's much of a failure total gross in the united states 14 million four hundred thousand so it did for two and a half million made a lot of money yeah um which surprised me because i was like oh god it's probably it bombed i always assumed it bombed in the box it was just terrible but again, I think it's because everybody went there to see it. Probably made most of its money in the opening weekend. And people didn't believe like, it. Once, you know, oh, it's Michael Myers is back. I'm there. still so going to see it. Hold see on. The opening weekend, yeah. and then it probably bottomed out after that. But yeah, there you go. So it made it made quite a bit of money for being such a critical failure that it was. Yeah. And I, I, I think we haven't talked enough about how John Carpenter. I just, I wish, it just think about what could have been. Yeah. You know. But anyway, I'll talk about more later. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Moving on to this week's five star reviews. Ooh. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. Good versus bad, right versus wrong. Light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? All right, now this this was a Herculean task to get through this. I'm sure there were holy fuck hundreds and hundreds of them. Nine hundred and eighty-five total reviews on Amazon. I, I I try to get through as many of those as I possibly fucking could. Why do you even try? Uh, Why don't you just like pick randos? And because because like, some of the ra- I can't just pick randos because I might pick a random one that just fucking sucks. So I just can't. Anyway, seventy two percent are five star, only five percent are one star, which wow. that blew my mind. When I really did. So starting with five stars from B in Alabama. <laughs> B in Alabama. Rating the movie itself based on the fact Michael Myers isn't in it shows a lack of knowledge on your own self. Okay, first of all, let me get this shit out right now. All you motherfucking horror aficionados, horror snouts can take this shit and shove it up your fucking ass. I am so sick of these people who are like, if you don't like Halloween 3, that's because you just don't like good horror. You just, you just don't like because Michael Myers isn't in it. So fuck you because I'm better than you. I know more than you. I so many of these five star reviews were shit like that. I read so many of this shit that like, you snobby fig, fuck you assholes. I want to slap you in the face. But that said, I will continue on with. These I reviews. like the passion. Those of us who know just roll our eyes. The franchise was originally planned to be an anthology, which he misspells. He spells anthropo- anthropology. <laughs> anthropology. It's supposed to be an anthropology. <laughs> God if you're damn. gonna get on your high horse, get your spelling and grammar right, you fucker. Goddamn autocorrect. <laughs> Again, everybody knows that nowadays. I'm pretty sure everybody does. But it turned into another masked killer series. The finger waggers are also wrong because Michael Myers does make a cameo in it if you're paying attention. This is a great horror film because it messes with your mind and relies on great actors, lines, and less on visuals like blood and nudity to sell it to you. The film was before my time, and really, it's time to five stars. Brian E. entitled The Runt of the Litter. And I edited this one down. So I edited some of these down. Disregarding the whole Myers storyline is really an ex. This is really an excellent movie for most people that most people don't give credit to. As a standalone movie, the plotline acting is excellent. People should give this one a chance and see this again for what it is. A scream gem that deserves credit as a great film. 
that's better. That's a little more well yeah. put. Not as snobby and bitchy or pretentious, whatever you want to say. David Mandroid writes, if horror fans supported these underdogs, the movies that challenge convention, everything would be as right as rain. Five stars. Hmm. Weird. Drew Johnson. I don't just mean, I don't just mean of the Halloween namesake. I mean, Halloween themed movies, movies that happen on or about Halloween. This is the divergent movie in the John Carpenter canon and the best as far as I'm concerned. Mike Myers is nowhere to be found, and that's fine. I never liked him in Cat in the Hat anyway. Yeah. Five stars. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. From Terry Keeley. I rented it for my teenage daughter because she had never seen it. She didn't like it. But it, <laughs> but it's in the Halloween series, so you have to see it at least once. Five stars. Funny. That's not a five-star review at all. <laughs> that's pretty good. But that's funny. All right. So one-star review is because this movie's so polarizing. You know, you got to go both sides with this one. Derek Jenkins writes, I am aware and others are that there's no Michael Myers in it. That still doesn't excuse this horrid mess of a movie to even get ever get made. I watched it from beginning to end. The one question on my mind, how the hell did this even get a Halloween name attached to it? Actually scratch it. I don't even want to know at all. I know it seems to be the case in loads of horror movies, but what the freak is the deal with having to have a shower scene? Is it really necessary? If the actors, actors want to sleep together, just get it over with. Speaking <laughs> of it, didn't take dude long in this movie to get with a woman he had met maybe a few days before. Fuck no, it didn't. <laughs> also, I'm sure others knew Mike Myers wasn't in the movie, but it still doesn't give it an excuse to be an utter horrible piece of crap. I've never given a movie or anything else only one star before, but this one deserves it and gets that honor one star. Enjoy it. Oh, and, oh enjoy it. Not. He, oh, he ends it with a not joke. He brings in the not. He notch. brings in the not joke. I should do the air for not jokes. Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Uh, Brian Potter. Arf. Uh, barf. Yuck. This garbage. And unfortunately, not the kind of garbage I enjoy. Stupid, nonsensical, poor acting all around. Weak plot. Not remotely scary. Just bad. One star. From Drog... Drogro... Drarag, I don't remember. I like, I like I, you trying to I, pronounce I, this word. D A R R A G H. Darag, Dara? Drog. Drog Murray. A shame, a crying shame. The producers of Halloween 1 and 2, Deborah Hill and John Carmody, decided at the time since Michael Myers was killed off, they should try a different idea. How wrong they were to do that. At the time, the cinemas and theaters worldwide were a crowd of obsessive horror fans expecting to see their idol, their hero, Michael Myers, return once more. Unfortunately, what they saw was entirely different. This film bombed big time at the box office, much to Carpenter Deborah Hill's disappointment. What they need to do is bring back Michael Myers, and that's exactly what they did in Halloween 4, uh, which saved Carpenter's career from turning into a crying shame. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. This film may have bit done may have done okay if the title had been penned differently, but other than, than this... It, other than this, a terrible film with bad acting and silly idea overall. I wouldn't recommend to any horror fan whatsoever one star. That asshole's just butt fucked hurt because they can't pronounce their own goddamn name. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell and die. From Danny, worst movie of all time. How many movies have come out since this one? Since the very first reel was ever produced? 4,000, 5,000, a million? Who knows? All I know is that Halloween 3 has got to be the worst out of each of these. Every, God, every single movie ever produced by the hands of man. I've seen some pretty bad movies. 8mm, Godzilla, The New Psycho. And this one takes the cake. They should have called this movie Wild Wild Waste. I must have switched like 20 <laughs> positions while watching this garbage. I was so uncomfortable bored. Uncomfortably bored. Do yourself a big favor. Rent some good and original horror movies like the original Halloween, original Psycho. And this one really dates the uh, post here. Or the new but controversial Blair Witch Project. One star. Oh. 
fuck this guy too. Yeah. I liked eight millimeter. What an asshole. I don't think I actually you know no, I did that was the snuff film one. I did see that. Nicholas Gage. Yeah, it was disturbing. It was tough to watch, but yeah. James Gandolfini killed it in that movie. Uh last two here. Cameron D. Byrne, Halloween three season of which oh no, Halloween three season of the dumb. The only reason I gave this movie a single star at all is because Dan O'Hearley gave an excellent performance as Connell Cochran. The only good thing about this movie is its villain, although he died, disappeared. What the hell was that anyway at the end of the movie? Oh, well. And one warning, you've been one of those people who get songs stuck in their head. Steer clear of this movie. The annoying London Bridge Halloween commercial embedded itself in my gray cells. And to this day, you can still catch me singing eight more days to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween until I'm ready to dash my head against the concrete wall. One star. And lastly, from Cover, Cove Girl. I remember as a young teen browsing the horror section of my video store and seeing the cover of this movie, but for some reason never rented it. My money was being looked after by a higher power back then because this movie, for lack of a better term, blows. I don't... Wait, hold on. I don't chuck that phrase around often, but why is it even in the Halloween series of movies? There's not a single element of the other movies in it. Call it Haunted Halloween or Mask of the Damned or something, but to call it Halloween 3 has to be some kind of, Ill- of illegal slander. One star. So... There you have it. Now, I get, like, obviously, one stars were the same as the five stars. People not wanting to see, expecting to see Michael Myers and judging it basically on that. I was guilty of that when I was 11, 12 years old. Sure, as an um, 11, 12-year-old would be. But Who sprays themselves in the face of them. So, I, I think both sides of this argument have points. Both sides need to calm down a bit. Yeah. Like, everybody knows nowadays that Michael is in there. It's an anthology. Everybody knows back, so you're not... You're not Breaking new ground, like pulling up, like, oh, did you know this was like, you're not just like you're some, some smart horror Mark, aficionado yeah. or, like, you know, you're, you're not, everybody knows. So come fuck down with that shit. Um, but at the same time, the people saying, you know, it sucks because Michael Myers, isn't it? I, I also get, because I've been there, I've done that. Sure. So both sides are, I think both sides are, need to calm the fuck down and, and find a happy ground in between. I, again, we were, we talked about, we were, we started to talk about this, but let's talk about it now. Yes. I really, really wish John Carpenter would have stuck to his guns if he wanted it to go in this direction and say, no, I'm not doing another one with Michael Myers. I'm releasing Halloween 2, Season of the Witch, a Halloween movie. You know, and every year or two, we'll have another John Carpenter Halloween movie. Who knows what we would have had? We still would have had Michael Myers in Halloween. We would have had the season the witch. We would have had other things. Who knows? Now, on the other side of that coin, that also would deprive us of the iconic murder icon of Michael Myers himself, yes. who is your favorite. If I, if I if I if I if I'm speaking for you, I would say he's your favorite serial killer. Your favorite amongst the big three, you know, Freddy, Michael, and um, Jason. I, I, he was definitely growing up. He was definitely, Absolutely. he definitely became my favorite as growing up. I had posters. I had fucking dolls. I had you cock blocked me with him. I Michael did. That's a great story, yeah. but I yeah. think we've told it before. We so. did. Um, but I will say lately over the last few years, Jason's really kind of overtaken my, cause, cause I've, I've gone back and watched the movies and they, I, even the, even the shittier ones are a little more fun. Like Halloween, some of the Halloween movies, as much as I love Michael Myers, the movie like Halloween five isn't great. And, and then fucking six is a weird ass, train wreck and then fucking resurrection just kept, just kept getting worse and worse and they dragged my they started dragging my favorite character like through the mud like he can't save these movies for me trick well, or J- treat motherfucker <laughs> yeah well Jason movies are just steadily just fun and then you know the Friday 13th yeah. the video game that came out just really made it a lot more fun and just I can't so yeah I, 
they're yeah, 1A, 1B. But yeah, Jason's really stepped up his game for me since since this. But Halloween oh, will always well, have a special well, what place. What about Halloween 2018? You know what? I only watched it once. I enjoyed it. You've I, only seen it once? I, I only see what says. Yeah, I don't have time with the three-year-old to yeah, watch horror movies. I, I and when the horror movies I do watch are the shit ones for this show. So I don't... <laughs> uh, and even like the Rob Zombie remakes. Like, I, I, the first one, I was like, okay, it's a different take. I, I, I loved it. I, 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 I really enjoyed... I think I really did enjoy the first one. But I had, I'd had always had to fast forward like the, like the first 45 minutes of the movie. Cause oh, I, when it's just white trash-a-rama? Yeah. And like I get like he was trying to do more backstory with Michael like in the hospital. has to grow up in the mental institution. I can't get that. But it dragged on too much for me. I'm like, okay, enough of this. I'm done. Let me just get to where he escapes and get to the, get the, to the good the stuff. good stuff. And then number two was like, huh? I still I, I haven't I seen. See, I haven't, I haven't I seen see, number I two. I know people really rag on that one, and I, I understand it. My hatred for it isn't. I'm not saying I have a hatred for it, but I I'm more confused by it. Like I'm torn because like. I don't like what they did, but at the same time, I appreciate what they tried to do. Mm. And I, I get this and I, get, and I don't, but I hated the ending. Like, I don't know. I'm like, hmm. So I'm mixing, but I still love Michael Myers. I still, there's some about him. I always will. But anyway, I'm rambling on. I'll, I can do that later. Let's finish your, your thoughts on, on this. Well, I forgot, kind of forgot what I was talking about. Well, okay. Well, we're <laughs> at the point where you're talking about John Carpenter and his. Yeah. So his, it, like, just on the one side, it could have been an amazing. Halloween anthology every year, every two years, another John Carpenter Halloween movie with different stories, which would have been really fun and interesting and unique. Yeah. And instead, well, on the other side of the coin, we got a good thing. We got Michael Myers back and back and back again. It's so interesting to think if they didn't throw a bucket load of money at John Carpenter to do Halloween 2, which if you watch the, um, I think it's a documentary called uh, In Search of Darkness. On it's, it's on it's on Shutter right now. It's a fantastic documentary about '80s horror. John Carpenter mentions they wanted to do Halloween two with Michael Myers, and I said I didn't want to do that. And they basically he realized they were going to do it with it or without him. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Fuck it, I might as well do it." They're throwing a buttload of money. At least I yeah. might as well do it. It's yeah. my thing. At least I don't let them bastardize yeah. it. Fuck and it from up. what I understand, he basically locked himself in a room with a bottle of whiskey and like banged out a script. And he's like threw it at Deborah Hill and was like, make something of this donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they did it, they finally said, okay, you can finally do, now you can do what you wanted to do. But it was too late. He already laid the groundwork well, with, also, with Michael the, Myers. Uh, a different studio bought up Halloween 3. Like One that did Halloween 2, like, then it got bought by a different studio. And, like and Dimension? I no, I don't remember what studio. That's what I mean. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like a new studio bought it and let yeah let them do that or something like that. But anyway, um, what final thoughts? We, we're running real long on this one, which is fine. So it's the 200th episode. <laughs> uh, uh, that's right. what's your final take on this? Where where are you standing? So you you have to look at this movie as season of the witch. You can't look at it as Halloween three. If you look at it as season of the witch, and if they released it. As Season of the Witch, John Carpenter's Season of the Witch, mm-hmm. it'd be so bad it's good. And that's the way I like it. So bad it's good. I like this movie. I like Tom Atkins. I like Steal Your Girl, Tom Atkins, coming in, whiskey-powered, high-life-fueled, just doing his thing. It's so fun. Uh, I love John Carpenter movies. I love the suspense. I love the score. I like the lighting. All that's it, it's it's a great John Carpenter film, and the ending is so fantastic. Did he save him? Did he not? Sure, didn't look like he did. Looks like he got real close. 
Real, I, I, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. All right. So here's what it comes down to. Here's the big moment I guess everybody's been waiting for. Or at least I'm assuming people. My, what, what, what am I going to say now after my long... You better build this up. Yeah, my long journey with this movie. Decades long. So I wrote down some things. Here's things I liked about the movie. First of all, the music. I commented earlier, actually in the episode, the music... Again, John Carpenter, great. I love, it really does just some great music things and music scores. So that's that's up there. Love the music. The story concept itself isn't bad, but it's but it's just if it is okay. It's not terrible, but it's okay. Like, like okay, whatever, fine. You're along for the ride. I'm along for the ride. Uh, we mentioned earlier, but Dan O'Hearley did a great job as Cochran. Uh, crushed it. Loved him in this. Atkins was fine, I guess. I mean, I don't. I have more on him later, but he's fine. Um, some things I hated. Now, here we go. To me, it was boring. I got so bored watching this. I did. I was I, I was bored. bored. I was bored. I, I got bored. Because I just felt like there was nothing happening. I, and to me, this felt more like a sci-fi movie than a horror movie. I felt like this was a very drawn-out, elongated episode of, like, Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt or, or something. X-Files or something like, like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't feel like this is a horror movie. I just didn't. And, like, you counted the name. Halloween Season of the Witch. First of all, there's no fucking witches in it either. The word <laughs> witch is mentioned one time in passing. One time. Cochran never says, I'm a witch. It just says, the witch, you know, way back in the day, the witch. Okay, it has no link to the movie whatsoever. There's no spells, no curses, no nothing. Um... So that's weird, but like, like I said, I'll come back to that. And also, this is the thing that I hated or thing I like. It's just the point that I don't, even though we had a ton of fun laughing about his character and, and, and Tom Atkins in this movie, which made it, I get, you know, for now, like, after, oh, I like him now, but I don't. Like, like, it was a lot of fun to joke about this character and laugh at and have fun with. But at the end, I don't understand why so many people are going ageship for Tom Atkins. If it's Tom Atkins. Period or Tom Atkins in this movie, I don't get it. Oh, steal your woman? He's not. He didn't steal anybody's woman. He didn't come up and steal some, steal some married some, some some married chick. He he his ex wife is fucking. Hey, he he banged some jailbait girl. He didn't steal her from anybody. <laughs> and he's boning some <laughs> corner sister on the side. So I don't know where to steal your girl is coming from. He's just that's a, just me talking, baby. Okay, he's just a drunk doctor who I don't get it. Like I don't. His, Did you ever see him in the fog? Long, long. I haven't seen The Fog in a long time. Oh, yeah. Time. He picks up Jamie Lee Curtis as a hitchhiker. Next scene, he's got done plowing her. And you look at their pictures. <laughs> like, the guy just gets puss on the regs. All right. So, fine. But I, I just, I know so many people go, and especially, no no offense to the, the, the guys that here come the spooky. I know Nachos and, and, and Cincinnati Jeff love Tom Atkins. Like, they fucking suck his dick or something. I, no, <laughs> I meant it in the nicest way possible, guys. I do. But I don't. I don't get the Tom Atkins love. I just don't. He's really? fine. He's fine in the movie. He's not bad, but I don't see that. He's not like this, oh, he's such a, this amazing character. And he's so cool. Like, eh, whatever. You know, I don't get it. I, so, also, I think, like, I love John Carpenter movies. I agree with you. Like, if this movie was not Halloween 3, if it was called, like, the one girl in the review, if it was called, like, Masks of the Dan, let's say her thing, or something else, probably went fine. It wouldn't have had the, the, the blowback that so many people expected. Because that's just a bad mistake in, in the peak of the 80s when it, Jason and Fred everything the height like the get away from your iconic slasher is just a dumb dumb move and then they expect us to have the same kind of financial and critical success that you had with something completely different but but using that same name is not right like and they, to me, they, that, they did they fucked that up yeah they, they fucked it up hard so if, like, if it was named something else 
I think the movie itself would have been fine. It's okay. Fine. Uh, it's kind of like what when they did Friday the 13th, the TV show. As a kid, I go, oh, Friday the 13th TV show? Awesome. I start watching that. Where the fuck's Jason? Yeah. Where's Jason? Yes. I can't expect Jason to start coming out killing kids in New York or something like that. Like, where is he? But they didn't. There was no Jason. It was, just like, you know, it was basically a Twilight Zone thing. But Freddy's Nightmares. At least they had Freddy in the beginning. Yeah, that was like a... Like, it's telling you what's going to happen. Like, hey, kids. He's like a crypt This is what's going to happen. Yes. He's like a crypt keeper. This is what's going to happen in this story. So you knew Freddy wasn't going to be in it. Yeah. There was one where Fre- Freddy was in it. And that was like Freddy on trial. When, uh, when, it, was, when, it, was, when it was Freddy on trial for killing all these kids. Oh. Like, before he got set on fire. Before by he became a dream. Like, I thought got, it was like Freddy, like, now, like, I'll burn him and sit in the car like, yeah, bitch, I killed these kids, bitch. Like, I don't know, that bitch, he was asking for it, bitch. I don't know, but that's funny. Um, but, okay, so at the end of the day, so bad scary, so bad scary. I know no matter what I say, I'm probably going to get blowback from this, but. Dude, just, just, just I'm, speak from the heart. To me, I'm still saying so bad scary. Wow. Different reasons, though. I'm over the fact Michael Myers isn't in. I get it. I'm fine. I moved on. Judging it from just a pure movie, not even thinking, taking, I'm going, okay, this movie is the unnamed movie. No title, no nothing. Right. Just the movie. Tom Atkins, fine. Daniel Harry crushes it. He's good. Thumbs up. But I was bored. I was so bored. Like, I just, nothing is fucking happening. It takes, you get the kill of the old man in the beginning, and then, like, 30 or 40 minutes go by before anything happens. You get the thing with Marge, and then... A, Trails off for again, and everything's so far between anything happening. It's just oh, people just wandering around, talking, doing nothing. You know, I was just bored. I wanted more. I, I just wanted more. And it said it doesn't feel like a horror movie. It feels like a sci-fi movie or a Tales from the Crypt, a Twilight Zone shit. That's what it feels like to me. I'm saying so bad, it's scary. I still don't like the movie. I feel like you have to be in the right mood for a John Carpenter movie often. And I didn't think do. John Carpenter because I mean the I, fog, well, just Halloween, uh, fucking uh, Ghost from Mars is a weird one. He gets a lot of great, but I, that's a fun movie. I, I enjoy that's a fun one. It's weird, but it's fun. Uh, but and that it, got trashed too. That, but they they, really they move they move kind of slow. They, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you watch Escape from New York. I mean, it's like goddamn Pliskin, get to fucking <laughs> the island already. <laughs> Let's get to Manhattan already. And I know He's the fine. you can say that the original Halloween is slow, but it's slow. In a good way, like they yeah. did, for some reason they got the formula right with it's that one, slow and then bank. just, yeah. just and, I don't know. I, and, and you said you were bored, but like there were certain things for me that I was entertained by that weren't necessarily kills. Like, oh, look at Tom Atkins telling his wife to fuck off, and I'm gonna grab a six pack of High Life and run off this girl. That for me, as a guy who's got his cr- dreams crushed by marriage, yes, <laughs> I love the idea of him going off and doing that. I'm like, yeah, that's action for me. I'm like, hooray! <laughs> Okay, it has this moment. There's some fun moments, like weird moments like that. But I just, as an overall movie, I don't plan on ever watching this again. Wow. I really don't. I unfortunately had to buy it so we could do it for this episode. But I have every other Halloween movie on disc multiple times. I would never. I still will not buy this movie. Like it's not it has nothing to do with Michael Myers anymore. I'm just. I don't care. For, I'm bored. It doesn't live up to hype to me. It has nothing to do with all you. All you fucking. High horse horror fans out there saying, "Well, I just don't get it. It's blah blah blah. Fuck you. You know, go go fuck yourself. I just, it's not for me. I still don't like it, but at least I can say I don't like it for different reasons now. I've at least matured. I I, I, I respect the fact. I respect the fact that if it was, you know, like you say, if it wasn't even a Michael Myers film, you still wouldn't be into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I yeah. like it. That's fine. I, and and, and, I'm sure, and there's people out there who are gonna love it. And but I, also for people who love it just because Tom Atkins. 
that's not going to carry a movie for me if I'm judging it as a movie as a whole. Sure. There's some movies like, I love Daniel Harris most of the time, but a lot of, a lot of the movies we've done as well have sucked. It doesn't save the movie for me just because I like Daniel Harris. The movie still sucks. I thought, it, I thought it was Tom Atkins at his finest. He does a good job. I'm saying he's fine. You know, and the, his ending scene, that stop, that rage is amazing. Yeah. The ending is awesome. I do love the ending. That's so, it's awesome. I, but it just so, doesn't okay, save the movie. On, on, on a scale, you know, right at 50, right at 50, is the 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 line between so bad it's good, so bad it's scary, on so bad and scary? Where are you? Are you at forty five? Are you all the way at zero? The worst fucking thing you've ever seen. Where zero being the worst fucking thing, like like Seize Revenge or Lake Fear Three. You know, zero being the yeah. worst of the worst of the worst, and you know, forty nine being something you just barely said so bad it's scary. Where where does this lie? Of course, and I'll say I'm closer to the fifty. Okay. Um. I it's yeah I'm not saying that I would on a scale of one to a hundred like if I had to do a five star review I'd say maybe I'd give it a two or three two and a half maybe three just because I mean it's just I don't know I just couldn't figure out, I was so bored like I just felt like nothing was happening Tom Atkins is fine I know Harley great I keep saying that but I just I was bored like I was like I'm trying to do my notes on it's like nothing's happening nothing's happening I'm so bored I just I just, I just, at the point I wanted to give like I don't want to do this anymore I just I'm bored and that's and I think that was also something at the time too. It seemed like like a lot of movies in like late seventies, early eighties, there was a lot more of like just a guy walking into a room, opening the fridge, popping open a beer, <laughs> taking a sip. Go 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 go. Yeah. I, walking over the TV. Yeah. I mean, I, clicking I it. And... It doesn't work. He has to go turn it on. I get your trick. He has to slap the side a little bit. Yeah, you know, it, it's, I get the storytelling aspect. It's, it's but like it, there's, there's a lot more movies like that at the time. It, I, it just, I don't know. There's so much. I just, I don't know. I still don't like the movie, but for different reasons now. Um, take it for what it is. That's my honest opinion. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to dig in my heels and say, oh, it's terrible because no Michael Myers, whatever. It's just different reasons. I still don't care for it. I don't think I watch it again on my own. I like it. I know. I don't get wrong. So we're split. I, I'd probably put it around the 65 to 70, you know, out yeah. of uh, out of 100, you know. Don't get wrong. It wasn't like blew my dick away, but, you know, it's not It's not like I, I was I, really getting my dick I had wrong. more fun laugh, talking about this. I had a lot of fun doing this episode. Too, this was yeah. a lot of fun. We joked about it, and it probably sounds like I liked it better, cause we're, but I... But we do. It happens with all these episodes. We have fun talking when we get talking about. It sounds a lot better. Oh yeah, the trap door sucks. Yeah, but, but man, if you listen to that episode, it's fun. Yeah. So episode forty-five, I believe. Forty something, forty-five, forty-eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, forty-two. I don't know. Um. All right, guys, that's it. Two hundredth episode in Woo! the books. Uh, we're gonna continue on with our two hundredth episode celebration next week with our guests and uh, retrospect. So. No, ch- ch- turning for that. You get a some... chance to hear us sucking our own dick some more. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Tell us some stories. Who knows? But uh, all right, hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for being on this uh, train ride with us for for as long as you know we've yeah, been going. Thank you for listening. Thank you for yeah. telling your friend. And like honestly, tell your friends. Tell uh, a buddy. Like, tell your friends. Like... Tell your wives. Tell your sisters. Yeah, just 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 mention our name. Drop a line. Say hey, you know this is a fun little podcast because that's that's the best yeah. five star we can get is an actual true recommendation. And like I said, if you have you know keep your suggestions coming. Keep sending those your bad movie suggestions. I've been getting. Uh, you know, several decent ones over the pandemic. I've been getting some more, and we got, I've gotten some more recently. So keep them coming. We love getting them. I try to get them all of them onto the schedule as, as best I can. 
Um, you get, you know, so we gotta lighten the load with a with a with a banger from time to time, though. A little, yeah, or, or at least I, I shouldn't say a banger, but something like this that's like you know more well known. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. But all right, guys, that's it for us. Thank you so much again. Watch more horror movies, and remember to always keep it tight. tight!